Hey, welcome back. How's it going? Burn offerings. This is uh, two, two in two weeks, man. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, and uh, this time we are met with uh, founders of Independent Picture... Independent American Picture. That's what it is. Uh, founders, uh, Anthony Moran and Rebecca Solano. How's it going, guys? How's it going? Wow. It's going awesome. It's going awesome. I actually don't want to get right into the politics right in the beginning of the show. But I do have to say this, though. When, you know, we were talking about when you said independent American pictures, you left that out. Yeah. I, I just do. I seriously wonder this. That, you know, with the whole Donald Trump thing, like, before he came, like, America was kind of like a cool word, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm into Vietnam stuff and everything. But, like, um, you know, I look at other people who have startup companies like, um, you know, Janice Click, those guys. You know, just any of these people. They all got their cool little names and stuff. But I wanted to pay homage to, um, or my wife and I wanted to pay homage to, um, to uh, what's his name? Um, I, AIP, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, okay. And so... Um, you know, I love Roger Corman. I love, um, you know, I love Wild Angels. I love all those 60s biker films. So I thought, oh, it'd be cool to do independent American films. Because even Al Adamson had, what was his? His was um, American International, you know what I mean? But it was a way to just say, like, hey, it's an American independent film, like, you know, coming overseas or something or playing here. Yeah. My point is, though, I, do, I honestly do feel <laughs> when people come to... Um, the Instagram or something. I do people, you know, I do feel some people look at that and we'll see the American and be like, forget the, can I swear on the show? Oh, Absolutely. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, great. I was going to say, but I honestly, I honestly get the vibe, dude, that like, um, people will be like, fucking independent American? Fuck that. You know what I mean? And um, a couple people like, um, just recently were like, dude, I love that logo. You know, they're starting to notice it. I'm one of those guys, and so is my wife. She's not one of those guys. She's one of those ladies. Where we Noted. like we like to stick with our um, with our art, like you know what I'm saying. We like to stick with our shit. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You know, not, like nothing's gonna blow up overnight. But you want to do what's authentic to what we love. So you know, I would just I was gonna say when you were introducing this, I was just want the listeners to know that if you did vote for Donald Trump, well. That's you. I'm not gonna. I don't. I want you to still buy our films. But back in the day, I feel like a lot of people don't realize they used to do that. Yeah, we. I I think uh, honestly, I think people in like film that come to your site are you gonna see that and just automatically get thrown back to like '70s film, especially if they see your guys's logo. That logo is definitely reminiscent of I'm watching a Grindhouse movie and I see a logo like that pop up. Thank you. Because that's what I'm hoping. I just want to throw out when I went to your Instagram page, the first thing I got was like that what he's saying. So okay. I got like that, like a 70s Grindhouse feel, and I'm like, okay. That's what we're going for. But that's, yeah. yeah, that's the aesthetic I got right away. Okay. Is I hit the slam the follow button as hard as I could. And then I uh, went through and looked yeah. at your guys' stuff, like, okay, cool, legit, man. And then I mean, based in Detroit. And then also, the movie we're going to be talking about, Let Us In, kicks off with the the shot that I initially knew from, and I can't think of another movie that uses it, but there probably is, Driller Killer uses, this film should be played loud. Yes. And I, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah. You know you're in for a ride when you see that open any Definitely movie. Definitely paying homage to, to that. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know. Which is amazing. Yeah. 
I, I wasn't gonna I, 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 sorry I was anxious to cut you guys off because I was gonna say some funny stuff but yeah my <laughs> wife I'm like Abel with, with nine lives of wet pussy I have my, no none of the actresses wanted to get naked these quote unquote actresses and James Bell had to you know mold them you know yeah yeah and um, cast and mold them and um, what is the correct term cast and then you mold or what is it mold them the word i think casting it cast, and then you mold cast from the cast so rebecca um she uh casted for one of the actresses like she got completely naked in doing that and then i was gonna say um um for a certain reason we were we were talking to a company um that was gonna maybe distribute it in italy but they okay. have they handle um italy france and germany and um rebecca was this is my wife she was just like we have everything in this movie, motorcycles, violence, this and that. We need some boobs. And so what I was going to say is my wife, you know, took that. And so my wife is wearing the ski mask in the movie, right? And doing that. But what I was going to say is that we're a little more like Abel in, um, you know, company, you know, like, you know, how he had his step first porno he did and all that. Oh, yeah, and his yeah. wife. So that's the kind of I was referring to. But you. what I'm getting at is it wasn't my idea. It was my wife's. I'm so, sure there's a yeah, lot yeah. of people that are going to thank you for it's a there's like you said bikes, murder, chainsaws, and boobs. And now boobs. Have, yeah, it's kind of has to happen. That's what we thought. Like, look at fantastic. Now my wife and I are like this. Like uh, when we're watching horror movies, it'll be funny, you know, because you know, like we were talking on the Roku, it'll be like Phantasm come on, and it'll be like, oh, boobs, right, right before the credits, and then some. Then Rebecca will even do crazy ones with like some some movies I can't even remember, like some like camp movies not the prey but there was one right after the prey and rebecca was like bush right in the before the credits bush right before the <laughs> you credits just notice these things now when you actually the forest. Forest. fucking <laughs> carrie has that has bush before that's like, right oh, yeah. the yeah. opening scene, scene in slow mo yeah yeah oh, i didn't even think of that yeah it's uh it's the whole there it's, scene. yeah no, thank you diploma you know it's it's so weird <laughs> it's home. weird that you mentioned yes. that people i wonder what the fuck they thought Back then, when they saw that, because you know how everybody is, you know, always on Texas Chainsaw Massacre with the hook and this and that. It's like, dude, if I was a little kid and I went there and just saw people throwing tampons and this chick's bleeding from her vagina, if I was a little kid, I'd just be like, Mom, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> like, she, you know what I mean? It's so you like, made it look beautiful, the opening scene. It's all nice and sweet with the music. So, you, you know, know like just until she step. freaks out, she has no idea what's going on. Yeah, well, just a sidestep on that, dude. It's weird that Carrie got brought up because that might be the first actual film that made me feel uncomfortable and creeped me the fuck out. Yeah. I remember seeing it when I was young, and it was I was used to the slashers and shit, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And that opening scene, I'm just like, geez, there's some mean people out there. And I was probably like nine years old. I'm like, this poor girl, what the fuck? And then the mom looked just like my Aunt Mildred. Oh, oh no. <laughs> who used to babysit me and my brothers after school. Same hair, same fucking weird, like from the South and shit. And just when she's chopping the vegetables and she looks like she's staring at his face. I had nightmares for weeks because of that lady, dude. So, um, And she eventually went on to be in a couple of Rob Zombie films, I think. Uh, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, or she was, uh, no, the faculty. She was the one of the teachers in the faculty. And, like, so in high school, I was like, that's the mom from fucking Carrie. She's following me. She's fucking following me in life, Piper dude. Lori. Piper yeah. Lori, Piper yeah. Lori, yeah. Wait a minute, wait, real quick, real quick. I, I might be a stoner here. The girl babysitted you. She she went on to do films. 
No. Oh, you're talking about Piper Laurie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, real quick, I never even knew Piper Laurie was in the faculty. I yeah, saw yeah. it at the theater, you know? Yep. She was she was uh, one of the one of the teachers, and then she uh, got the weird little thing, and they became all fucking weird, and she still looked like my Aunt Millie, but, like, Aunt Millie at that point. Older. Like, in 99, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck off. Like, really, dude? <laughs> that so, is hilarious. Side that step. Is hilarious. But, yeah, Carrie, classic. Doesn't get enough credit for 70s horror, I think. Everyone well, goes to Texas Chainsaw. Right? Everybody does go to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, well, what's his name? I hate to... Well, I don't want to say hate, but, um, you know, a lot of people bring him up, and I know we're more into underground stuff, but I love all the sh- all, all horse. It doesn't matter. But Eli Roth was talking. Um, did you see that that three on a meat hook where he talks about the trailer for like four minutes on, on mm-hmm. YouTube. Did you hear that? Oh yeah. I, I, cause I kept hearing him talk saying he did that. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to listen. Not cause I don't like him or anything. I was like, Oh, I know about three on a meat hook. But he brought up so many good points about how he goes, um, how with three on a meat hook, he was like, um, it was actually before Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. And he said it was like a big trend before Texas Chainsaw Massacre to like put chicks on meat hooks and all that. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that. I always thought Texas Chainsaw Massacre was. So that was really interesting to hear that. Oh, yeah. You know, that his thing. And then I like how he breaks down the trailer, how nothing in three on a meat hook is in the movie. You no, know what I mean? No, not at all. <laughs> not no. at all. Isn't that weird? Yeah, but it's a good selling point, though. And they say it how many times in the end? Three on a meat hook. Dude, he just goes three on. on a hook. You're like, fuck, I got to see three chicks on a meat hooks. Like, <laughs> why know. wouldn't I take my money? You I know, know like, if they called it two tacos and uh, you know green flowers, and if they said it enough, you'd be like, oh, I want to see two tacos and green flowers. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just like, what? is green flowers like secret for cilantro? I, mean, it's it's like, just, I was just didn't want to say anything vulgar, but I remember we can swear here, so oh, I'll, you'd say I'll, I'll, I'll fucking a man, say what you want. <laughs> um, but oh, real quick, just 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 I would, you know, um, I know it's a little off topic, but well, I guess it isn't because we're talking movies. You ever seen the movie? Fucking, it might have a different title. Barn of the Dead. You ever seen that movie? I think I've seen that under the other title. Barn of the Dead. 80s? Early 80s? 70s. Early was it? 70s ones. Yeah, I just got I it on a DVD. I have, actually. You, you, huh? I don't think I have. It's on Tubi. Is it? Dude, well, check it out. I had never heard of it. Like, um, um, like um, I'll tell people, like, because um, I always find people at my wife and I um, work with my uncle at Estate Sales, you know, and... Um, so people would be like, find me a lawnmower. And I'll be like, no problem, Mrs. Adams. I, I got you a lawnmower. But for me, I'm like, I want VHS. Yeah. No one gives me anything, you know? And then and then you know what they'll do. They'll be like, I found you some VHS. And I'll be like, wow, man. And then I'll go in there. You know they looked them up and sold all the good ones. And they're like, here. You know, um, invaders from Mars. You know what I mean? Or just, I can't even think of uh, what you would call There's one. A double Titanic on us. I, I, I know. I know. I, I'm serious. Are you a Jerry Maguire fan? I mean, I'm telling you. You know, God, I wish I could say some about this Jerry Maguire <clears throat> thing. Um, we'll say it off the record. Someone um, built a house out of those tapes. They're still collecting them. They're That's still collecting tapes. Stupid. They still get tapes sent to them. They Jerry travel Maguire? around getting donations. Their goal is to build a giant Jerry Maguire pyramid in the desert. <sighs> with okay. the tapes. Well, we're it's evolution. I That's guess. what they're doing with that. Okay, they can have my Jerry Maguire tapes. They can oh, have all right. the ones that I've sifted through in thrift stores yes. over the past years. So. I have a friend who does. She will go to thrift stores and she sees a Jerry Maguire tape. She'll grab it because it's usually like twenty five cents. Yeah, and then she waits until she gets like a good stack and then she'll just mail it to him. 
Why Jerry Maguire? I don't know. I, I, I don't know it. the backstory about why it started with that, but I think it. My thought was it came down one of those jokes of a tape you always find. Yeah, no, yeah, okay. it's just always yeah. there and readily available. Well, they could have went. They could have yeah. been better. Like, how many times have you seen Buns of Steel? I'd rather have like a fucking, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? I'd or like Jane Fonda's fun. workout or something. Like, how many times have you seen Buns of Steel? Or you know, it's like no. No, Savage Beach. Chibo. But it's not the original. It's like a remake of Savage Beach. Okay. But I'll take it anyway because it's like 10 for 10. <laughs> got the St. Alfred's Baptist thrift fucking Sunday blowout with corn dogs and whatnot. But, uh... Oh, man. It's funny you said Jane Fonda. I, I like on the vest for lettuce and, you know, like most people think of, um, you know, my dad's a highwayman and... Um, you know, but he started off, and when we both start off digging those '60s movies, though, you know what I mean. But what I'm getting at is, I I was looking at the vest, and you know, like when we were decorating the vest, I wanted each vest to have different, you know, cards for the characters and stuff. But we bought more more um, more patches than we actually used, right? But I had a guy make me some patches that looked like old Hell's Angels patches. Like I have an LSD one, you know, that I wear. But I was going to say that Rebecca's character, uh, Meg, she wears the, and a lot of them are real ones too. I ordered some real 60s ones. But she wears a real cool one. If you notice, look to the right. She's got a Lady Frankenstein here, and then she's got a 60s patch that says, Drain, Jane Fonda, traitor bitch. <laughs> Have you ever really? seen oh, those yeah. patches? No. Oh, because, yeah, you know, she sat on the NBA um, during Vietnam. She went over and sat on the NBA's. Um, tanks and said fuck america it was like 68 okay and said you know fuck the u.s for being over here and stuff oh, and so yeah. yeah so the patches were and then rob with the afro um wears a cool patch i found it's a 60s one from vietnam but it's a peace sign it says footprint of the american chicken you know i got that one i've seen the peace sign but i couldn't read the foot yeah, yeah underneath cool. it says footprint of the american chicken <laughs> awesome. but the jane fonda though i just thought i had to put that on there because i thought it would be cool having a girl wearing something like that because you know nowadays we live in a world to where you would just assume a girl is pc you know what I mean? But I wanted the character in the movie to be like, it's a fucking movie. You know what I mean? Like, fucking, I hate women or something. You know what I mean? You well, also know. fucking throwing throwing patches like that on that kind of adds it to the whole, like, throwback to, like, the 60s and 70s, yeah. like, biker-style movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. You know you know what's cool, man? And a, and a lot of people, um, real quick before we even get into it, I just want to ask you guys. Did you guys, most people don't don't know this when I, when I ask them this. Do you um, remember Uncle Rico and in uh, um, Fright Night Part Two, when he's trying to be, he's a werewolf, but he, but he like hasn't killed yet. Do you remember that? I haven't seen Fright Night Part Two in a while. It's been a long time, dude. Check that one out okay. if you haven't seen it. He's so cool because like um, the one guy is always spraying. Um, a lot of people thought the, um, the guy next to him in Fright Night Two. You'll you'll know who I'm talking about. You know the guy in uh, Mother's Day, um, not the guy with the hair backwards. The other guy. Do you know what I'm talking like about? Like the uh, aviator? Yeah. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Everybody said it was him who was um, who was um, um, this one actor. But it was he was. Come to find. Everybody said he was in Mother's Day, but he wasn't. But he's in a bunch of horror movies. I can't remember his name. 
Um, he's like six foot four, ripped and stuff like that. And he talks like this, but in real life, he's gay and he's like real, like, you know, he's cool as fuck, but he's got like a smaller, he's more mild mannered, you know. But gotcha. in the movies, you would never know, you know what I mean? Right. But I like in, um, I like in Fright Night too. He's with um, he's with Uncle Rico, and Uncle Rico's got long hair. You know, he must have did it at the same time as Terrorvision. But it's so cool because <laughs> he's trying to like go out with the guy from Fright Night's girl, and you know all the time. And so like um, he'll go, and he's like, "Hey, well, do you like classic music? What do you think of classic music?" And she's like, "Oh, not tonight." And then the other guy was like, he's always spraying his mouth because he's like eating like what you would call it, like bugs. But he's like, you know, talking to him like, you need to do your first kill, you know. But it's super cool, super cool on that. But I was going to say, how the fuck did we get into Fright Night? It was something about, ah, what was it? What was it? What was it? Uh, Hell yeah. Ask me anything. Let's move on. Let's move on. We'll go back to that. that we'll go back to that. I like it. <laughs> We're alike, my friend. He has to reel me in sometimes because I go, like, I don't... I. Yeah, because, yeah. So, awesome. And uh... well, Can I tell you this? I, do you guys get this? I have a photograph memory, right? And, like, I can fucking have five conversations going at once. Yeah, but the thing is, ever since I got COVID, yesterday I got COVID. No, I'm just kidding with you guys. No, but when I got COVID, when I got COVID, um, dude, like, sometimes I'll be talking, like, mid-thing, and I'll just totally forget what I was talking about. And it never, it never used to be like that. Yeah. You know I mean? So, if you hear that. Long COVID. Long COVID. Like, like a brain fog? Yeah, man. I'll be talking about something, you know, and like just, just like right on point, and then I'll just completely forget. Or I'll forget like, um, I'll forget like uh, we'll be talking about like Hellman or Hell um, Razor, the new Hellraiser, and I'll forget about, um, you know, the director's name, you know, like uh, what is his name, anyways? I forgot. Of the I, new one? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, who did, who did direct the or, movie? The, who's the writer, though? The Clive Barker? Clive Barker. Yeah, yeah Clive Barker. Barker. I hate to admit it, but I just saw Rock, Rawhead Rex recently. I didn't oh, see shit. that back in the day. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, I yeah, never yeah. knew it was. A, I was really surprised that it was like a British flick. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I gave it a shake like a long time ago. I didn't mind it. It was pretty cool. Yeah. You know what's a really cool movie no one talks about is Rodan. Dude, oh, shit, yeah. cool ass. It's the last movie. time you've seen Rodan. I haven't seen Rodan since I was a kid, but my dad, I do have a couple of the Rodan Godzilla um, things, oh, you know, man. like the little God, because my dad's name's Dan, so he loves Rodan. But I haven't seen Rodan in a while. That was the first tape I got charged 50 cents for not rewinding. I'll always remember that. <laughs> and then I learned my lesson with Rodan. Like, Dude, if they still had VHSs, I'd be in prison right now. They'd have me. <laughs> like your library God. card racks <laughs> <Yes>. up? <laughs> Oh my god! Here's something you got a loan shark for your late fees and your rewind fees. And shit. <laughs> well, that leads me to real quick, and we won't get off the topic. We'll get into about how because the late fees, me and her just started going and buying all the tapes and their calls now. But one thing I want to throw out, I just found this out. Sorry, I'll talk to the microphone. I didn't know this, so if other people know it, hey man, you know more power to you. But I didn't know it. Did you? What's? Do you know about that movie that Kim Kim Jong Un made? Kim Jong-il made. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, okay, check. I'm going to send you this little documentary. It's not very long. It's like 35 minutes. Wait do you hear this. Um, I got some pictures on uh, my phone. Before I leave, I'll show it to you. But dig this. So he, believe it or not, and I hate to say this because I know he's a fucking creep, you know, but but he seemed cool as hell. One reason. Listen to what he did. But I mean, the story is kind of crazy, but this is what happened. So they had all these movies in, in um in um, North Korea 
well, I won't say all movies. They had like the same movie, and it was always like the um, you know Kim Kim Jong Il's dad being the hero coming in, you know, and um, like a badass motherfucker, the guy and the girl's a badass motherfucker. This this shit is just crazy. I mean, you couldn't make something up like this. So he, Kim Jong Il, goes and kidnaps the girl, and you know, like he doesn't go anywhere and shit like that. But he was actually on the boat crossing the river with her. So, like, she didn't even know what was going on. And he was, like, holding her hand. And he's like, hey, I'm Kim Jong-il. Wait, when you hear this, you guys are going to trip out. And um, she's like, he's like, hey, I'm Kim Jong-il. And she said it was dark. She said she didn't even want to look at him. Said she goes to the apartment. And it was, like, all her clothes in there, but brand new. Like, they were all her size, right? So, she didn't know what the fuck she's there for. Um, he, like, there was a garden there. She stayed at the house, whatever. Then, like, four years go by, which is kind of a long time. Shows you fucking, this guy's got some patience. And then next thing you know, her, he goes, go into the room, and it was her husband in there, right? And um, the husband's in there, and he tried escaping like three times, so that's kind of why it took like four years. They had to like beat him up and like put him in a thing or whatever. But anyways, they, they were both like, what the fuck? Why did you kidnap us? What are we doing here? And he was like, dude. It's like, I'm a huge fan of movies, you know, just like Hitler was, you know, yeah. you know, it's weird how they all are, you know, like Shay was a big, you know, and uh, uh, what's his name, that writer, um, uh, what is his name, um, uh, God, but anyways, so what happened was he had no budget for this movie he had the biggest budget ever there was for this movie and it was a godzilla movie that he did he kim jong-il so there's all these pictures of kim jong-il on set looking in the camera and shit and they made this fucking godzilla movie and um he that's what kim jong-il did he took this um, woman and this director and they made this movie right he even okay this is crazy right he even tricked the um, dude who played Godzilla in 1984. Do you know about this? No. Oh, my God, man. I never knew about it. But anyways, he tricked the guy who played Godzilla in Godzilla 1984 and said, um, oh, we're shooting a Godzilla movie, but it's on the border of North Korea. And it was actually in North Korea. And then they just put the guns on him. <laughs> and they were like, Whoa. here's a million bucks or something. Just do the movie. And they even got a bunch of the guys. Um, they even got a bunch of the guys and stuff. But the movie looks cool as hell. And the little Godzilla character is so cool. You guys got to check it out. But who knew Kim Jong-il had his own Godzilla movie? Dude, I'm I'm looking into that. Yeah. You yeah, know, that's, that's fucking wild. He just, straight, wild. Like, he just straight kidnaps people. <laughs> making a movie for me, guys. Oh, my God. And they said the one thing that sucked, though, is that, like, um, a lot of things suck probably <laughs> for that. But um, they said that two years later, the Soviet you know, things started going under, so they were losing money, and they had the big famine there. But yeah. yeah, dude, I mean, no joke, you wouldn't believe when you Google all the pictures. Who would know? Kim Jong-il, you know, he's looking in there, he's got his little, you know, and yeah. Crazy. He has some crazy. Holy I forget shit. the name that's of his wild. character, too. His character is really interesting. Yeah, we're going to, like, look into that. Yeah, that's been a while. Yeah. Cool. I guess what he does, you're going to love the premise, guess what he does, you know, Godzilla Breeze Fire? He eats metal. And like, so when he saves the thing at the end, they're like, please stop eating our farming tools. And they're like, we love you or whatever. But they're like, we can't eat without you. And he's like, I only eat metal. And they're like, no, please. I don't want to give away the ending, but you'll dig it. Amazing.
write that down. You gotta I'm gonna write it all down for you. It's it's all up here, man. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right, so we're gonna get. Can we get into this movie? Yeah, let's jump into this movie. Ask us anything. Ask Rebecca anything. Me anything. So it's called Let Us In. Premiering. I plan on having this uploaded by tomorrow, so it's premiering on Saturday. It's upcoming Saturday. Um, at what? Oh, at the UFO factory. Anybody yes. in Michigan yes. or surrounding yes. wants to make that trip. Yes. Um, I guess, you know, what was the process? Like, how long did you have the idea for this? Because I know you did Strong Arm back in 2019. Um, how long after Strong Arm did you come up with the idea for this film and started kind of getting the wheels rolling with this? Well, oh, this, is exa- and this is exactly what happened. Um, and then I'll let Rebecca take over from here. I'll just start it for her. Um, we... Um, what happened was, um, I'm not trying to bring my band into this, but what happened was, is um, Strong Arm, Strong Arm premiered December seventh at the UFO of 2019, and then a record that I was working on called Space Maintainer. Hi, sweetie. Um, that's Moose, by the way. Came Never out. <laughs> that's what's that? I, I was just letting everyone know Moose is in the. Uh, <laughs> oh no, you scared me because my dad's biker name is Moose. Oh, so no. I was like, holy shit, what? <laughs> Why is he here? Dad. That'd be weird. Yeah. No, Moose is always around. Dad, put Are... those drugs away. <laughs> well, if you're gonna share, share the drugs, Dad. So, anyways, um, what had happened was is this. Um, and I'll condense it and make it short. What happened was. We, I'm going to leave some shady stuff out. The shady stuff wasn't on our end. Um, but what happened was, is we had the premiere December 7th, 2019. And then February 1st was um, my record release for Space Maintainer. And um, I wanted to go right into, I'll show the picture to you um, before I leave. Um, we wanted to, we were going to, um, we initially were going to do a film called, and we still might, you know, I hate to give ideas away on things because, you know, people are rip-off artists. And a lot of people will say, oh, I'm not. But fucking, you know, I mean, I look at it in two ways. And that's get off topic. But like Jeff, um, Je- is it Jeff Lieberman or Jim Lieberman? I should know for Blue Sunshine, the director who did Squ- um, Squirm. Jeff. You know, Lieberman. Jeff Lieberman. I love him. But he says, he goes, good ideas, fuck good ideas. He said they're, they're, they're a dime a dozen. He said he went into an, an office and goes, he had, he wrote, had a whole, the pitch poster and everything for Star Wars. And he brought it in and the, and the guy was like, what are you, are you joking? Are you friends with a guy named Francis Ford Coppola? He's like, I don't know. And he's like, no, seriously, are you Francis's friend? He goes, because I just signed him last week and he pulled up a poster of Star Wars. You know what I mean? So that <laughs> shit can happen, right? But what happened was, um, what happened was is um, Tim Jenkins even did the poster and everything. We were going to do a biker film. We still are planning on doing it. And it's called The Evil 1%, right? And um, But I wanted it to be not like, have you guys seen Dear God No or familiar mm-hmm. oh, with yeah. it? You know, Cool movie. I like James Bur- Burker too. I respect him a lot. I was going to say, one thing I like about his films look real good. Like, you know, he really is real talented, I think. But um, what happened was, excuse me. My, one of my favorite films is Tulane Blacktop, and I love werewolves on wheels, right? And I love how they're not just a car drag racing movie, and it's not just a biker movie. They incorporate that Americana, and they incorporate that road here. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I went one time and took um, uh, Route 66 starts here on U.S. Highway 12, and then it goes all the way to California. Yeah. So I've taken that trip before, and so I really wanted to do it the right way, you know what I mean? But but you would, in order to do that, you would need flatbeds, you know, and all this stuff. So we were kicking around 
We are kicking around on the idea for the evil 1%. Now check this out. Um, so right after February 1st, man, we, we do um, our uh, the record release. And, and my wife and I, we were going to go to Texas Frightmare. We were going to go to Cinema Wasteland. Mm -hmm. We had all these things. We were going to bring strong arm there. You know, we we're going to have our booth. And then, not to call out certain people, I won't say their names, but we also paid for some booths that we never got money back for. You know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Things happen. But anyways... So we didn't get a chance to go to a fest or anything for strong arm, you know what I mean? But it yeah. turned out to be a blessing and a curse. So what <laughs> happened was um, the, the COVID just happened. And right when the COVID happened, no one was doing anything. And um, um, what was I going to say? You know, when the government gave some of those checks, you know, the stimulus says we were like, fucking, we're buying a 4K camera. You know what I mean? And then Mark, Mark Larson bought a 4K camera. And then I feel like we're just so lucky to be alive right now in this generation where you know look at you had to put gels back on lights you know now you can get really nice led lights to put colors in there you know like i right. love the way i know he kind of does the overdoes it a little bit in the monsters movie the rob zombie movie but i love it though you know right. what i mean like i like why would you not use them you know what i right. mean you know like i understand a movie strong arm or you know or a inner city movie sometimes you want to have grit there you know what i mean but at night it's i felt it's cool to do that so what happened was is this my wife and I had no intention of doing this movie, and um, we were just going to do this biker movie. But all of a sudden, when we got that money and everything, my wife was like this. Uh, Strong Arm took a little longer to make. Um, doesn't look like it. Not to diss our own project. But my point is, my wife was like, you know, let's do a movie and let's fucking nail it out the year during this COVID. And like, you know, let's get a strong crew, you know, people we trust, and let's just do it and let's do it. And let's get all the mistakes. She'll get into it in a second here. But with none of the mistakes we ran into with the first film, you know what I mean? Right like whether it be an irresponsible person or this or that or this or whatever. Or, or the project lacking, not lagging, you know, stink going too long. So what happened was, is um, yeah, man, a bunch of people were um, like um, talking and going, yeah, I'm going to do a music video or I want to create art. You know, a lot of talk, you know, like oh, I want to do this and this and this. And then I had some people write me, and they're like, "What are you um, what are you doing?" And I just said, "Oh, I just made it up right on the spot on the phone when I was talking to someone. I said, "Um, you know what? My wife and I um, I'm a big fan of Death Weekend. Okay, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Don Stroud, you know. And I'm not House by the Lake. House by God, I just love the movie so much. Excellent. And I'm not trying to brag about my acting abilities." But the read, the character Reed I play in here, mm -hmm. you know, like if you, I, I feel like play that character well, you know, the, and, and there's a little bit of Don Stroud in there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you think so? Absolutely. You see that stuff. So we just, um, what you would call it, dig it. We just, um, we just ended up um, just doing it right away. And I just, um, I, um, from all my experience from college and English scholarships and everything, I can kind of write things faster. So my wife was just talking about what she wanted in the movie and what she didn't want in the movie. And um, we just, and, and then we started doing what the farther, what the more we got into the script, we decided to kind of make, we kind of looked at it like this. It's a cross between nightmare on out, or excuse me, a cross between night of living dead meets last house on the left, but the bad guys are bikers, you know? And then, you yeah. know, what do you say that? back? We, we kind of. Well, we, you know, we just took that element of the evil 1% and we brought it into Let Us In. And so we got some of our players from um, Strong Arm on board with um, Kevin MSV Tates, who plays um, 
I play the zombie in the movie. He's my husband, on-screen husband, who I'm puking blood all over. So, um, so yeah. Rebecca's, not to cut you off, I was going to say, Rebecca's the Shemp Lord. Oh, Rebecca yeah, plays I, play, like I do a lot. <laughs> 17 parts. Rebecca does this in strong arm, too. He's like, I'm driving up, and I'm, I'm walking down some steps. Like, hey, you, you do what you do to get the job done, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, so yeah, so, um, you know, we we're just sitting around during COVID and um, just had these ideas. And this is how Tony and I always work. We're just like, well, what about this? And what about this? And we just get on board together and we just start, and we just start to make it happen. I don't know how we make it happen, what we do. Um, you know, so we, we got Kevin on board. Um, Kevin's out in California now. He's acting. So he's like, yeah, you know, just fly me in and we'll, you know, we'll get going and what your ideas are. We met India through Kevin. We got her on board. It, it all just always comes together, like really fast, like, and, um, like he said, um, Strong Arm took like five years, let us in. We did it like in a year. Like we got everything done. So there's like, you know, a lot you learn on the second movie and stuff. But yeah, it all happened really fast and everybody was on board. Um, Shagrat did the artwork. Like, you know, we kind of go that route too. We kind of do the concept artwork. I don't know if a lot of people do that, but that's how we do it. And you just kind of go from there. And then the idea just builds and builds and everybody's on board and we just make it happen. And um, we started filming like last October, actually, like October 17th. So almost a year oh, to the date so premieres yeah. so, yeah. almost a year to yeah the date. yeah wow. so and we made it happen it was a lot of fun we um filmed like half of october november um over in core city over there um Warren and 24th street you know where that okay. area yeah. is okay so we were down in there um we were able to use um have a whole house for like this whole time and kind of not destroy the house but we did a lot of damage you saw we broke you know <laughs> did this and that so um so yeah it was just uh, you know it all came together like really fast and um you know we shot it those two months and then we did some pickup shots during like the spring and it all came together and here we are sweet yeah i feel like um Sometimes giving yourself a smaller window of time is beneficial because when you have a an almost like an endless amount of time to work mm -hmm. on something, you start nitpicking things and start double guessing, like second yeah. guessing yourselves. So giving you guys like a year, you want a year to crack this down. You're, I feel like you're more apt to really get a qu more quality product because you're you're yeah. not second guessing yourself. You're sticking with what you already you have. You have that deadline. You have that goal. And yeah. because right. a lot of times, you know, I don't know, in college or something, you know, you have these professors you know especially in art like i had one in particular like don't overthink it just you know just finish it because then you start adding too much it just becomes too much and then, like it's just too much so yeah, okay, we're just okay. like let's just you know let's just film it we did it and that was it we did like i said we just added a few pickup shots like you know with the nudity and stuff like that so cool yeah okay so you guys have um i know mark larson did the cinematography mm -hmm. um did he did he did he do that for um Strong arm as well, or did you guys first time having them was for Ledison? Ledison, we um, we kind of found Mark through um, I don't know, I, I can't remember how we found Mark, but like we were um, he just jumped on board. But no, Steve Gafford did the filming for um, for Strong Arm. Okay. Um. So, but Steve Gafford, he's still like on our team. We have a great team of people who you know work with us um with IEP, and mm -hmm. Steve does um, he did he's got his own projects going on. So he was in does the internet websites. Yeah, he's just stuff. really good. So he, you know, we also wanted to get like, um, not that Steve didn't do a great job. We just wanted somebody who was a little more involved with, um, you know, photography and cinematography and just, and Mark lives it. Like Mark just lives and breathes yeah. like film, like cinematography and filming. And he just knows it. Now, now having stuff. someone like him would speed up the process as well. When you got someone that knows what yeah, they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Guarantee. And, and real quick, I want to just say one thing on there, Rebecca, man. I was going to say, 
So tell them real quick though how you were going to be the cinematographer originally. Yeah, tell, I was. Tell them this too about was, and, how, and that was a good decision too. Like um, you know, that, uh, like a film producer because you were the film producer and mm. Rob was. That was a good call about that. Tell them about this. How I dabble in photography. Um, you know, some film and stuff like that. But and and so I was just going to go ahead and do it. You know, and it, just give it a try and see what happens. And I, I you know, it's like. I'm pretty good. I can do this. But then I met Mark and I saw his um, capabilities and what, I mean, he's just a total professional. And like I said, he lives in Breeze. So I was like, I'm handing this off to him because he can do it. And I know he's going to do a quality job. And I'll definitely step back and do second camera. I did a lot of second camera work, um, so on and so forth. So it worked out good. I just, you know, let him have free reign of it, man. He's, you know, because he's so capable. He's so talented. So. And Mark was just, and Mark was just like, um, too, I like this. He was like, uh, when went to go meet him, I didn't know him before this, but Mark was just like this. He was like, dude, I worked at um, public television. You know, I've done over 155 whatchamacallits. I've done all these videos. And and, and he, he, know, he, know, he knows a lot of stuff. He knows about lighting us, but, but he was like this. And I'm like this too, and Rebecca is too. Anybody is. You know, you don't know everything. And he was like this. He goes, but I have never done a feature film before. And he's wow. like, and you have with Strongarm. And he was like, I just want to do it. You know what I mean? <clears throat> he's like, I'll do anything. So his approach was real cool, you know, because he ended up getting to be the main cinematographer. Right. You know what I mean? And um, when I say this, I'm not proud of this, you know, but like, um, you know, we filmed on the fucking trenches, dude, you know, on both films. And um, it's it's pretty funny because you ever heard of that Al Profit guy who does Detroit American Dope and he has this weird voice and he does Detroit documentaries? Yeah. Curly haired little yeah, guy. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. Al Profit. I, I I'm pretty good at voices, but I can't do his right now. But either way, it was so funny. He was saying, um, I used to, before I got into, um, you know, um, doing these documentaries, that when I was 18, we used to go down to Buchanan Street, and, and that was just where I would get all my dope at. Well, that's exactly where we filmed, this Buchanan Street, and um, we filmed that um, 94 and Warren, okay? And it's an area that is from the service drive to, like, 28th Street, and then it goes right to Michigan Avenue, and it's just all blown out in there, like... Um, just like there's only two houses on each block. Phil's house is on the other block. Phil from um, oh, okay. Acid Witch. Yep. You know, so it's that neighborhood. Yep. Okay, I know that. Empty gas stations, empty storefronts. Then you'll um, in the movie. Did you did you notice? I could have used a drone on there, and we had an expensive drone, but I wanted to make a statement on that drone shit. Did you guys like it without the drones? Because yeah. you know how drones are in all movies. We had a per, an, an expensive drone, but I choose I chose not to you know use it in there. But what I was gonna say is it would have been good for one shot. You know when in the movie where Hans is spoiler, but when um, Hans the ball guy is walking um um past the boat and it says no trespassing. Mm -hmm. You know when he walks into that whole area. Yeah. That's the old Thornapple Valley. Doesn't that kind of look like Pet Cemetery when they go up on there? Do you know what I'm talking Dude, about? Do a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah. What, what are those things? They're like, like, not willow tree, like things. But yeah, when he's like these around. old pillars, like yeah, over there, it's like oh, the old Thorn Apple Valley site where you know they process meat and stuff over there. Yeah, so yeah. It's just, I got that aesthetic yeah. when he was walking past yeah. there. Dude, it's just so like a cool. like super shell, cool. like what? Do you, yeah. And I also got the feeling of just like if 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 I was in his situation, 
that would be the last place I'd be fucking walking around. Dude. Dude, I'm out of gas, dude. Everyone's like quarantined and shit, but I'm going to walk past this total sketch area that says no trespassing. So instantly I'm like, this has to be a good fucking movie. Yeah. This is walking straight into not goodness, right? Like, you know, I feel I failed you in one way because if I would that if I would have shown if I would have used the drone, it would have been for wow, dude, you are right on on that. Because if I would have used the drone, don't you think if I would have used the drone that if there he would have saw what I meant even more with that when when you mm. walked in. Like, I mean, because it's like, it actually goes up higher and it's just one giant block. They must have just tore everything down and they have those pillars there yeah. in that boat. But this is no BS. You know how you said, um, um, you know how you said, um, you know, that'd be the one place you wouldn't want to go and everything? Yeah. Dig this shit. And I'm not, I'm not bragging when I say this because you got to be respectful and everything of it um, when you're down in an area like that. But here's the deal. So, that, okay, so the first day when we got down there, um, my wife was not on set. She was, but she was doing some stuff in the house, like getting a lot of stuff ready. Yeah. And I was down there with Mark, um, a female or two, and then three other dudes. But anyways, you know that no trespassing one? Dude just straight up rolled right up on me on a, with the heater. And he just says, yo, motherfucker, I got a gun. What are you going to do? And I just said, hey, man, I got a fucking gun too, but we're not shooting people. We're shooting movies. <laughs> Instantly disarmed him. You know, awesome. and he was super cool. But it was instant. It was like that all in the beginning those first couple days. And I mean, I'm not bragging on it. Um, I even had to put a dude down, man. And we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but yeah, like um, um, when we were over there, you know, they just want to know who's in their neighborhood. Do you know what well, I yeah, mean? Yeah. And so like I made it very clear that, you know, we're just filming there and you know what I mean? We're not doing anything. And I was very, very real, being really respectful and like, um, you know, um, you know, I look like a biker and all that stuff. And then, you know, Mark kind of does. So they just came over and, and, you know, wandered up, you know. But right before that, no trespassing. That was actually a white guy who pulled the gun. Not that it matters with race. But what I was right, going right. to say is right before that, like 10 hardcore African-American gangsters who run that block, who are selling drugs in that block, they just came over and we just wanted to see it. And they were just so cool. And then they just said, dude, you need anything. You know what I'm saying? You need anything, you let me know. And then we went farther down the block, and then some guy walks up on and, and um, goes, hey, you're in my fucking spot. And um, I go, hey, man, here's a 20, you know? I go, is it cool? He's like, dude, if you need anything, blah, 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 be security. <laughs> and they just kept checking and checking on us, you know what I mean? And so it was a, it was a rough area, but it was super cool. And then as far as, um, the, the I'm embarrassed to say this, but... um. You'd think it would be because um, everybody's a lot of bodies get dumped in that area. Yeah, it's a pretty vacant okay, so area. Just real quick. Yeah, yeah. Don't ask anything and stop me on anything and let's elaborate that's on any things. That's where the fuck I would drop a body. Okay. <laughs> uh, and that's why I'm like, why is he walking there? But it's a horror movie, so he's supposed to walk there. I guess. Yeah, right? he, well, like, here, here's his backstory on Hans. Hans is, um, remember when, when the COVID first hit, how. Um, you didn't really see police around because they got, like, remember in Detroit, like, 64 police got, like, you know, 64 of them got sick all at once. Yeah. So you didn't, like, you only saw state boys. Right? So what what he was is he's kind of like, I don't want to say, like, oh, God, I got to turn around. I was going to say he's not, like, a failed cop. He's just a cop that is, um, that's coming from Ohio 
to work overtime here, but you don't really know that in the movie. So, so for him, when he gets out and breaks down there and stuff like that, you know what I mean? He's just, and, and I put, he has the camouflage book bag, kind of acts like he knows, he's, knows what he's doing. But as we know what you just said in that area, what the fuck would you be, you know? But yeah, yeah his car broke down and, you know, we wanted to show um, the craziest spot. But um, I was going to say on one thing on that, too. Um, one more thing. What was I going to say on that? It was really trippy. Um, about that area, though, um, I'll tell you, man, that area, I just I, I just cannot even believe about what we were, we were able to get away with over there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and then going back to dropping the guy, I know I'm embarrassed to tell us, but it's, it's it, way to hear it, you know? So it's not like I'm being some aggro dude. Like, yeah, dude, so this guy walked up on set, right? He was like six foot four, you know? He was asking me what kind of creatine I use for my big guns, and we just got in an <laughs> argument, and I just did this move, and I just broke his arm, you know? No, I'm just kidding. No, so, dude, we're, we're, we went to do a pickup shot with... Um, do you guys know who Brian Blair is? Have you ever heard of him? He's in a band, Slow and Bad Faces Clan. Rockabilly looking guy. He's been on a scene a long time. Real cool dude. Yeah. You guys would like him. Really cool dude. He's in the opening scene on the motorcycle with the hair slicked back. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. He's like 6'5". He's way bigger than me. You know what I mean? Um, cool dude. Well, my wife and I, you know, Brian a cool dude, man. Really oh, like yeah. the sweetest guy. So we bring Brian out and... Um, I go to pick up. I didn't want to use Hondas in the movie, right? The only reason why I use that Honda on there is um, we had the gold metal flake custom one. Mm -hmm. Then we had the other custom one, Brian's Harley. But then that other one was kind of like just our stunt bike, you know, like the kind of thing I tried to hide that. I was kind of mad about that. But my point is um, the bike... Um, them Hondas, man, I mean, I, someone might have one and they might run and, and they might love them, but this Honda we had number problems with, kind of, you know? I don't want Hans to hear this and make fun of me. But anyways, um, so we went and got the bike and it wouldn't start. And I'm used to that because I got a truck. So we just rolled the, the bike up there. I, I call Brian. He brings his Harley and we're doing this add-on shot, the, the, the beginning scene. I added that, you okay. know? And um, so we're down there doing it. And my wife's out there. She's got camera two. We're all there. On, uh, you know, Mark's there. Everybody's there. And like I said, we were dealing with gangsters around that area, you know, and right. had no problems. Next thing you know, this is uh, like, you know, like, you know, 1994 Jimmy. I'm not knocking them. They're kind of cool. This Jimmy pulls up, you know, and, um, you know, he's just right in the middle of the shot. We got these big 4K cameras out there and all this stuff. And I'm like. Like I walk up and I'm like, hey, excuse me, could you please, you know, take that down, uh, or could you, could you please get out of the shot? He's like, fuck you, and I'm just like, oh, you know, okay. Um, and like I said, you know, you know, Brian's a pretty big dude, you know what I mean? I'm, you know, I can take care of myself, but I'm saying we didn't, we don't look like your average great Scott shoppers, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're not just, you know. So, anyways, the dude was just not moved. So finally, my wife just walks over and is like, "Hey, dude, just, just." Get, you know, can you leave? And he's just like, fuck you, bitch. You know what I mean? And then he got out of the car. And, and, and I have to say this because it was just so funny. My, my, right when he got out of the car, I just immediately just went right at him to just go like that. But I mean, he didn't do anything. So right when I did that, I had to open my palm and just hit him like in the throat, like cross him. Cause I had to get a, um, I had to get a crown like a couple weeks before and I had to do it in like two payments because it was so expensive. And I'm thinking, God, dude, I would have paid this guy's whole teeth, you know, whole teeth. You know what I mean? But my point is 
it come to find out it wasn't a guy who lived there. It was like some 26-year-old, you know, a Caucasian guy down there for drugs. You know what I mean? And he didn't, like, look like he was a crackhead or anything. He just didn't, he didn't belong down there. But, yeah, he just pulled right up in the center of the thing. You know what I mean? And that was Brian's first day on the set. And, you know, he, we rumbled before me and Brian. But I wasn't proud of that. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, yeah. I don't want to touch anybody. And, and, you know, right when he fell on the ground, just so much was going through my head because the movie was almost done, you know? Oh, man. But the reason why I put I mentioned that story is like, yeah, dude, I don't expect an award or anything. Um, there's been crazier things that have happened on movie sets. But, um, yeah, man, it was a rough area over there. and um, But it was an exciting shit. Aesthetically, it looks amazing. You think very, so? Very desolate. Very, uh, very Detroit. Yeah. Very Detroit. And it, those who live here... And we go to shows down in Detroit, just mm -hmm. driving through there. I got the feeling of like you guys really captured the uh, that Detroit aesthetic that some people are scared of, but I'm actually kind of proud of. Oh, proud this, especially with the Thornapple Valley thing you mentioned. Sure, there's history there. Yeah, and it's rich, rich history here. And even though there's just remnants of it left, you guys kind of might have resurrected that in a way. Well, like, you know. You know. Yeah. Hey, man, I really appreciate that, man. And and when I say I, as my wife appreciates it, too. I'm not, I don't, you know, I'm speaking for both of us. But, you know, it's weird you said that. I don't want to hug the microphone on, um, on Rebecca, but um, she said it. Like, so there's some um, behind Rob's house. And actually, ironically, I didn't show Shagra at the house until after. He painted the house without even seeing the house, which is weird. The house looks identical to that. Right, yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it's Whoa. weird. But dig this. I haven't had... Um, I'm sorry. I keep pulling back from the microphone. I haven't had any... Um, what would you say? Uh, ghost stories or anything that have ever happened to me? But I believe in God and all that stuff. And um, when my grandmother, um, she had a tough upbringing. Um, she got burnt over 90% of her body in the uh, depression. And she had to take care of her family. Long story short, her dad went into uh, Eloise for his whole life, you know. Gotcha. But her um, brother died and they showed the body in the living room and my grandma said she came down saw you know the, the sermon and she went upstairs and she closed her door and there was an angel there she said like straight up like just a being right but what i was gonna say is you know my grandma always tells me that story and i just never had anything like that but i will say this about what you said about how um it used to be a vibrant area and you feel like we captured that dig this man this is fucking weird when i tell you this so behind rob's house and, and one other thing I just want to say to go back real quick. You know how I said I put that guy down? Mm -hmm. Rob, a week before, I'm talking to him, right? And I'm like, oh, how you doing? And he goes like this, and I'll get right back on what we're talking about. Rob goes like this. He goes, I go, oh, how you doing today? He goes, oh, there was a guy in the back with his nephew, um, some gangster guy, and uh, he just pulled into my property, and he was taking rocks. And I walk back there, and I go, I go, um, hey, brother, you're taking rocks. You should ask first. And the guy goes, F you. And Rob just goes, okay, and turned around. And Rob just turned around and just knocked him out, okay? My point is, um, it wasn't that Rob, that's the area kind of down there, you know? Yeah. So when I when I walked in and told Rob about me not dropping that guy, Rob was like this. He's like, that's the only thing they understand around here. You know, you broke your chair, you know? Like, you know, that area's <laughs> rough. But, but it's leading into what I'm getting into now. So now from just what I experienced there, it just seemed kind of rough. And then the people who live there are cool. But fucking I started, I started um, 
thinking about what you said, how it used to be a very vibrant area, right? Dig this. Where we filmed, there, right on the side of the house is a, is an alley, and it goes all the way down, and then like right, and it's all like enclaved with um, you know, like trees, woods, and shit like that. But when you go underneath it, there's like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre house in the back, right? But here's the garage, like let's say here's the alley, here's the house, here's the alley, here's the front of the house. So you go down the alley, and then here's the enclave. You go through that, you could keep going, and you can see the house. But dig this. You could go left and you could go all the way down, but it's but it's all overgrown the alley, right? Yeah. Well, when we were shooting, uh, spoiler, when we were shooting the end when like um Hans turns, you know, his head turns, and um then the um the the government agents start pull, coming up, you know, mm-hmm. that's all back there. Not to uh spoil it, but what happened was I would always stay and be the last guy there with equipment and everything you know me and mark we'd get the ladies inside first and then you know i'd make sure you know whatever well on the very very last day um you know mark usually walks with me and i said no 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 go inside we're cool and i was out there by myself dig it and i was in the alley and um when i was walking back i go under the enclave of you know the enclave of all the things and i'm like i see the, the you know the back of um rob's garage and I look at that overgrown alley that goes all the way down there. And I swear to freaking God, I could hear, um, I could hear the horses and carriages. I could hear the, um, the, the horses walking on the, on the, on the concrete, you know? Yeah. I could hear people talking. I could feel how, how much energy. And so when I told you, tell, tell me what you were saying about I don't about remember it. what I told you. But... Just about how you said how much energy, like he said, how much oh, energy yeah, from just, in that I mean, area. It's, such a, it's old Corktown there, like North Corktown. So, yeah. you know, the houses are like just so old and, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's like it's just a lot of old souls there. You can feel it. There's a lot of old energy there. And, you know, especially at night. It's just it's not creepy. It's just you can just feel all of that, like, you know, what used to be. In my mind, you know, that's how I felt. And Tony felt that way, too. But it doesn't bother me. It didn't bother me as much as him. But, yeah, it was like, it's just he felt all that energy. It's just, you know, what used to be around there. And now, you know. Yeah. It's just ghosts, you know. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, I, I, I just did. No, go ahead and ask him. How it. did you guys go about getting Tim and Al, Al in particular, involved? Because Al. Oh, yeah. Al's part is not scripted. That's Al. Yeah. Fuck off, dude. Like, when, it really like I'm like, is. I, it's like me talking to Al. I'm like, uh, yeah, no. Wait, 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 Al, Al, what do you mean? Alan Hoover, when um, we had Alan, we just, um, Tony wanted Alan in the movie. We just wanted a guy like that. Um, we had Timothy on board. Alan. Oh. Yeah, Alan Hoover. Yeah. yeah, that was a pickup shot, too. Um, hey, Alan, I just want to say, if you're listening, Alan, you're going to. You're gonna get a special treat from me this Halloween, Alan. I might just 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 be when you go to wake up and get your like sprite in the middle of the night. I might be behind your fucking fridge door with an axe. Yeah, no, Al. He he did. He was just Al on screen. He's just like you know. He no. had all these one liners. What did he? He Tell said one. I forget the one he he said. What about him? Uh, no, he Al's awesome. So here's the deal, man. No, no, keep talking. I didn't know they left fags. Yeah, he was just like, all his one liners real quick. I mean, he just had us laughing. Like we, you know, we had to like reshoot a couple things because it was just so funny. It's just like we broke character. <laughs> um, Rob broke character because you know he's like, hey man, you know he's Rob's um on the passenger side with the white gloves and he's like, you know. <laughs> Um, 
So yeah, it's, it's Tell just how all these one lines. Really gonna beat him up though. Tell him how that's we couldn't get him forever. I don't remember that. You tell him that. Like, oh man, I love Al. Right, like love him, like love him. So we've been friends forever, and um, and um, what happened was is um. Was he, he afraid of us or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were like, yeah. He told my wife, he, he, he's, oh my god, you guys so, are really gonna beat me up. I know. Yeah, he thought, he thought me and Rob were setting him up and we're gonna beat him up. And I was like, oh my fucking god. So here's the dude. Like, here's the deal. And I love this about Alan. I feel like if anybody else is listening, they should do it. Like, um, if someone else is out there hesitating to do a horror movie and they don't think like, oh, I don't got people or this and that. They should just go out and do it. Because I feel like, really, I, 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 one thing, like, you know, in that Ramones documentary, I love, um, what is the guy who did their artwork, the Hispanic guy? What's his name? Um, Arturo Vega. I love when Arturo says they're liberators, you know, the Ramones. I look at myself as a liberator in the sense, you know what I mean? We all are. You guys are liberators. But I love that word. And I like the fact of, you know, opening the door for other people. You know what I mean? Um and um, what I was going to say about Alan, Alan is this, is that, um, okay, so I got Tim to do it, okay? And um, and I want to say something, we'll get right into Alan, but I, one thing I want to say about Tim, man, that really impressed me on the movie. He fucking came to shoot one day, and like, you know, we were looking at Terry the Tramp, you know, footage, and what he looked like, and shit like that, and and um tim tim had these um cigarettes these like these cigarello things and um they were all ripped off in the edge and he was smoking them and i go i didn't know you smoked and he goes oh no i went and bought these at the gas station because i was thinking on the way here you know i just figured some biker from northern california who lived out in the woods would probably be smoking these i thought wow that's fucking <laughs> cool dude you know what i mean that's like robert de niro shit you know to yeah, get into the solid thing. thought man yeah, yeah solid but with alan here's the deal like um um, Alan, I wanted right away, and um, I wanted to knock his fucking teeth out because he's got the fake teeth. Yeah. And I just love Alan, and I knew that he would be good, like perfect for it, right? So there was just no questions, and so we had all these. We had like four other people that wanted to do it, and um, I'm like, no, only Alan. That's just the way it is. Like some things you got to draw the line on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you know, how my wife said, like we got to get the film done in a year. You know what I mean? But like, if, if Alan just can't do it after seven months or something, and you know, you're the you you want to do it, and and you know, we think you can do it, and that, then we'll go <laughs> with you. You know. Yeah, yeah. But here's the deal. I fucking worked so hard to get Alan. It's not that he didn't like me. He was just like, um, and I'm not making fun of you, Alan. This is all good. It ends up really to be sweet, that sweet thing, because I love the dude. He's a straight-up guy, and he's like a really good worker. Um, but what he did was um, he was scared to do it, right? And he, and he was scared to do it. But, but this isn't just about Alan. It's about, like, other people, too. They always are scared to get on film. You know, they think, like, they can't do it, you know? And I was like, Alan, you're fucking a performer, you know what I mean, with yeah. your band. You know, you understand physical, you know what I mean, or, you know, just artwork and the way to set up a show and, you know what I mean, to decorate yourself. This. And I was like, you'll have no problem. And then I was like... um, Plus, we want to knock your teeth out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, um, so he was like, we, we went back and forth like um, for a while. And, and by any means, he was there on time and all that. And he did great. But I was going to say for a little while, though, it, it was hard to get him, though. He was like, I want to do it. And I love you. You know what I mean? But and, and at one point, I had to ask Tim. I was like, Tim, man, get this dude in here, man. I, you know, he, he loves me, but he, he's just fiddle faddling around. You know what I mean? Um, but anyways, then... He does it, 
and um, you can take. Oh, over he loved this it. Part. He loved it. Tim liked it. I mean, the, you know, Alan was like, "God, this, you know." It's like fuck band practice. Yeah, once he was he was way into it, and that's what usually people are. They just love it because they like to be. I don't know. I was I was in drama when I was in high school. Um, In college, I did fashion. I you know immersed into the fashion world, and I kind of got out of that. I went back into theater because the fashion people were just so, you know, just kind of pretentious. What? But theater is just people are just like a team, and they just work towards this you know this end end thing, and um, it's all a group thing, and it all comes out and so and that's what doing a film is and so we love that yeah and so i don't know i think um do i've never been in a band you know i've worked with tony's band friends of dennis wilson doing that sort of thing um but you know you just see the infighting with the band and i think he's like man this is way better than being a band you know nothing against his band but you know how that goes i don't know if you guys are you know have been in a band but yeah this is just like you know being in doing it in that environment working on the film with other actors and in the process, you know, he seemed to really like it and he did so good. He was just such a natural. He, he really that's what was. I'm saying, and he was such just a natural. Himself. He, he was, was just like, himself. And that's what yeah. Tony was trying to tell him, dude, just show up, you're gonna be great. And Tony knows this about people. I let him deal with that end of it, like recruiting people, talking to people. He's just better about that. I'm a little more introverted when it comes to like talking to people, so on and so forth. But Tony knew he was like, That's that's I wanna use him. And and he was great. He looks great. I you know, we're I'm individual, like how people look on screen and stuff, you know, it's like I don't know. And Alan's perfect. He really was. Because some was, people, not to cut you up, but some people, they look good in real life, but they don't look good on Yeah. yeah. Alan's just got it. And gotcha. yeah, yeah. So he was just himself and he came on and he brought it and he was funny. And like I said, broke character a few times. So God bless him for it. And he took it like a champ, man. Right. I feel like when people are like hesitant to do it, in their mind, they don't, they're worried about like embarrassing themselves mm-hmm. or whatever. But they're not thinking in the terms of you're going to be on a set with other actors who mm-hmm. were at your spot at mm-hmm. one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think once they get past that point, they're probably, once they realize that, they're probably like, oh, okay. Right. They start getting comfortable. You know, you're not, you know, reciting Hamlet or anything. It's not a yeah. soliloquy, man. You're just right. get your teeth knocked out, man. It's just, you know, be yourself. And, yeah, and he was. Dude, that scene, I was like, I don't think that scene was scripted. Like, it was totally Al. He was like, oh, that's totally Al. Yeah. 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 Oh, like, his scene. lines were not wrote down. He just said some shit he would say if I was hanging out by his DJ booth at a heavy and beyond set. Like, yes. Fuck off, dude. Like, so, you know. No, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, man. <laughs> dude, <laughs> yeah, man. that's a really good thing that, I, like, um, like, um, sure. I, that the, the way that, like, how about this? Like, um, we had one actor, I'm not going to name his name, but he had worked with me on Strong Arm and then, us and Strong Arm, and then he came and um, his thing, and, and everybody has their own thing, but he's just back there, like, like, just chilling and doing his own thing and like um just on his cell phone not even like paying attention right but dig this you know and then afterwards um he asked me he was like he was like yo no on the next film man i need a bigger part and all this you know what i mean but here's my here's the way oh, excuse me here's the way i look at it and and i know alan was like this you know if you want a bigger part even if the director says no right if you're fucking like talented and you're smart at the tongue, like you know, and just a natural like Alan, you, you'll you'll get you'll get a bigger part. Like you just will naturally. And what I'm getting at is like Alan. Once he got on set, like my wife was saying, just them, it was just all him. Them jokes. He like what I'm saying is um like other people they'd get nervous or something, but with Alan, like once he got on set, like um he he just. 
he was just being i don't even know how to articulate he took it the direction really well he just got it but he, but he was adding his own stuff mm-hmm. and it was Absolutely. really working he just can you know? ad-lib really well he's a funny yeah. dude he's good he just knows he just got it right away it was nothing to be nervous about it was a cool set it was just awesome he was great that's cool yeah, yeah sure. it was like that our actors are all are really great and tony, like i said tony just has a knack for like getting good people yeah, no. yeah. Everyone in this movie killed it with their parts, by the way. No, thank yeah. you. Thank you. They all nailed like what their role was in the whole story unfolding and then ending. Like everyone I think did their part, pulled their weight very well. And then uh what was I gonna say? Um Tim his character was fucking menacing. Yeah. And I can't stress enough how cool it was to see him wielding a fucking chainsaw. So not to interrupt you, I gotta ask. No, no, I just want to ask. I'm not gonna go on a tangent. So I want to ask you guys. It sucked because I fucking I, we couldn't show him because we it's a surprise, right? You know. Okay. But what the? I tell me because I want to hear because you guys are one of the first to see it. Was it a fucking surprise? Like, did you guys not expect that or what? Like, what, what? So, because you probably were wondering when he's coming in because you could see him doing the gas and whatever. Tell me about that because I'm really interested. I th- I wanted the audience to really be like, fuck. And he really did cut through that door. That's not a fake door. No, I know. And he really punched her all that. You know what he told me to a week later? He's like, yeah, man. He's like, gosh, I shouldn't have done it. He's like, man, I have fucking splinters all in my shit. I was going to say, because when he punched through, that's one of those old hollow wood doors. I'm yeah. like, he fucking definitely tore his arm yeah. off. He was just like ripping chunks face, shit. That was a one take, dude. too. Holy yeah. shit. Well, yeah. How many doors do you have? Exactly. It's <laughs> <laughs> one take, man. He was great. They're 450. What's the, the door budget on this film? Yeah, like right. one? Exactly. <laughs> No, I, I just had seen some pictures floating around on Instagram through mutual friends and accounts of him on set, mm-hmm. but, but very vague. Mm-hmm. So I, scene... I knew ahead of time he was going to be in it somewhere. Yeah. I just didn't know to the extent of how much of the movie he was going to yeah. be in and what he was going to do. And I am very pleased to good, say it yeah. was a good performance. When he pulls out, he's like the back shot and he's like at the, the tailgate of the truck <clears> and he just like slams down the chainsaw case. I love And it's that. like... As soon as that that scene is a, a killer scene, yeah. Yes. Like the it's the like an ominous, ominous like you know what's coming at that yeah. point. And I was like, oh fuck. And then yeah, it's like right afterwards he fires it up and he just yeah. like attacks the door and it's like, dude, that fucking banger scene. Yeah. yeah, dude. You know what's crazy, man? I'll admit it. I'll admit it. And 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 I'm not saying I don't like the scene. Um, that wasn't supposed to be there, and and that's kind of what I was getting at with Alan. Like you know, they create on set. And um, he just like the cigars, Tim Tim made up that shot. Like um, the, it, it didn't fit the way we were shooting at, at that moment. But he was just like, "No, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it." And and you know, you know, he's an artist. I gotta oh, yeah, let him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And look at that. Like, you know, and I kind of give myself credit for not being fucking stupid enough to be like, no, it's my film. You know what I mean? So, but you know what I mean? That's not part of a director too. Like, you know, us doing it, you know, giving and taking. But yeah, he did that scene. That was his idea. You know what I mean? Because I wanted it to be quiet. You know what I mean? Like we just got there. No, man. And that's so cool. You like that. Yeah. That's so cool. Down you like that. It was basically stuff. like, it yeah. was a setting up for what was about to happen. Like the next, the next set of the movie. Like, because everything else was just like a lot of, more so a lot of dialogue and a lot of setup pieces. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, they get to the house, they're kind of scoping out the house, and then he just walks to the truck and pulls out the chainsaw case and he just kind of slams it down. And it's just the back shot of it. And I'm like, that's a great scene. It's a totally like a kickoff to the rest of the movie, which goes fucking bananas from yeah. there. Yeah. Um, you just know shit's about to pop yeah. off. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, he he nailed that. But I was gonna say the only two guys that I know from the movie it would be Al and him and him, but just they're creative people in general. So it's just like you guys gave them the creative freedom to kind of, I guess, maybe just do what they thought was, and they just like killed it. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome because. Like, I'm just picturing in my mind Tim, like, doing the Cigarello thing. He was getting into, like, I guess a character he felt he wanted to portray in the movie. Yeah, it was like Robert exactly Spiro what the shit. fuck was yeah. going to happen. And, fuck, he nailed it. So, uh, yeah, even his death scene was killer. I'm not going to, like, spoil anything, but, like, his death scene, he dies very well on yes. screen. He should probably die more on yes. screen. <laughs> yeah, he should know, kill let, people let's, let's, die let's, more on, on film. Let's Tim needs talk, to die Tim, more. die more on yeah, film. Let's talk, Stay alive who cares about the spoilers? I mean, if you guys don't want it, if you think it's not, like, couth to do the spoilers or no, not No, I don't couth, know how you guys feel no, about it. No, let's, let's talk about it. No, no, I want to talk about because you want to know why these people the, that are listening, they're going to want to see it all, you know what I mean? So, yeah, let's talk about all that. I love hearing what you're saying. So, so... Yeah, no, no. I feel that that's better to, to, to go that way than you know, the, you know, the way that we're mm-hmm. all talking like that. I like that, um, man, dude. Yeah, like man, like um, I, 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 I can honestly say that that's what I got out of my 18, 19 years in Friends of Dennis Wilson, my band. You know what I mean? Because it's like my baby, my band is whatever what I was gonna, you know. But what I got out of it is that. You know, I produce all the records and shit like that. I'm not talking like mentioning this because I'm bragging or anything. What I'm getting at is one of the biggest skills I've learned is when to let someone do their thing right. and when not to. Right. And like, man, dude, like, and, and you're so right, man. You know, I sorry I can't reach over and give you a fist all the time. I would, I would, <laughs> I want to. Get all to. The fist, dude. Um, and Jared, I, I will reach over there. Such a solid dude. I was explaining to my wife, you know, what a cool guy you are. Thank you so much for letting us on. Oh, thanks, bud. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now. Give us that twenty thousand and those drugs, and we're out honestly. Okay. So okay. also, no, I'll give a kidding. shout out real quick to Z- Zoe for initially hooking up. Which I was going to reach out to you. I wanted to reach out to you anyway to do it. But yeah, I was going to kind of wait to reach out till we started getting along, and then she just all of a sudden starts a group chat like Jared. That was so cool. I, you know, she had um, um, what was I going to say? Um, Zoe. Um, she said something else is cool. I don't want to get people's hopes up. I'm sorry, I'm not talking to the microphone. So oh, you're, oh, you're fine, man. I have a loud voice anyways. But I was going to say, Zoe had a cool idea. Um, and shouts out to Whole Army. They donated to the film. I've yeah. seen they were in the credits. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, cool, yeah. Man. Great cool. group, I was actually cool. That was cool. You guys yeah. gave them a recommendation. Oh, absolutely. Or, uh, shout out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was going to say, you know, she had a cool idea. Um, but I don't know what film, you know, I, I don't want to name the couple of films that I wanted with it. But she said, she goes, yeah, man. I, the, the Ford Wyoming driving, you know, it would be cool to have this film play with something at the Ford, Ford Wyoming driving, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I didn't want to. I, I like Susan Kanowski, you know, she's cool, but um, I I would like you know her film. We talked a little bit, maybe her film or um, Douglas Shules' new film would be cool. Or I also like this guy, and not to plug people, but I like this guy. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but he's got a movie coming out in the UK called Mother Mortis. Okay. I'll show you a trailer. It's super cool. But yeah, I'd love to do a Ford Wyoming driving one. You yeah, know what I mean? You're talking so about we... with those other movies, like doing like a double feature. Yeah, like a double feature. Yeah, because that'll like give you more time to film yeah. for the... Well, who, was it you and I that were talking to someone a while back about how much it would actually cost to rent out one fe- one single screen yeah. and just have that area as yours for like a four-hour block? I think Zoe did it. Or no, she was part of something that did it, and they showed it was like around Valentine's Day, like mm. a handful of years ago. They did a uh, Love Witch. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were telling me. Yeah. 
dude, it'd be dope to have like the, the uh, remember how we we're talking about the tape heads thing? It'd be cool to have that like in the day and then go in at night and have the, you know, well, no, the, they, they the do tape a, swap would happen while it's still light out. And there's then, a yeah yeah like, under the screen <laughs> the Mahoney Drive-In. Uh, East Coast does that. Oh, yeah. They do VHS Fest, which is basically like a tape swap, and then they just <laughs> show up in uh, the last one, wasn't no, well. Movies all day. Yeah. yeah. You know, he had that, you know, the driving um, thing he had. What, what is it? That Was it the one that's in um, Down South? Do you know what I'm talking about? Where's... Is that the Mahoney one? Is it, Mahoney's is... out east. It's in Pennsylvania. Oh, oh it's yeah, a Pennsylvania it's in, uh, one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, looking back, it worked out better because I would rather had let us in in there, but he... Um, he kept strong arm, um, and he and, and like you know it had the deadline, and he wrote me. He's like everybody will we'll, we'll let you know if your film's in it on this date, and he wrote me and he goes, yeah man, um, we need another couple a week for your film. We wanted to play yours, and then um, they he was like, man, I'm sorry about that. You know he's like we decided not to show it, but I can understand that because. I feel like Strong Arm, you know, it's not really a horror film, you know what I mean? It's kind of hard to peg Strong Arm. Like, I know what it is. It's like Rolling Thunder, you know what I mean? And Vigilante, that's that's what I really yeah, want. Yeah, it's like a Vigilante um, exploitation film. Yeah. It's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, and we wanted to, and we wanted to like, and, and like, these are the African-American actors saying this, and I'm saying it too. We didn't want it to be just like, Okay, like people that like like laugh always when I say this, but you know, I mean, I mean, someone might be able to prove me wrong, but you know, Napoleon Dynamite, how you know Pedro dresses like you know in the Western gear, it kind of looks seventies, and then the one girl looks eighties, right? But they do have cell phones, and you can just look at a car, you know what I mean? But they also drive older trucks, but you don't really know the generations in, but it's future. It's a really weird feeling it's in a that very movie. Weird, yeah. strange yeah. brew. Yeah, you man. Know? So I like kind of doing that with strong arm in this to where people are like, well, well, what year is it? I see older muscle cars and whatever, but there is a cell phone in there, so you can guess. But I like kind of adding that retro, that kind of retroness in there. Um, but what I was going to say on there um, is, um, and God, I hope I'm not going to forget on this one because it was really important as far as. Um, um, and, uh, um, God dang it. Um, here I am embarrassing myself live. Um, it was about, um, oh, we'll have to move on. We'll have to move on. I wanted to say something about that with the, so you guys included like a, a, a really good movie trope of, you brought back a thing where people used to shout at the screen. Mm -hmm. If you roll up to a house and you want in and you mean no harm, wouldn't you knock on the door instead of trying to climb the gate on the side? Because she sketched out. He's like, no, it's cool. We need to do this. Right? And I mean this as a compliment. No, no, no. I love the I mean this as a stuff. compliment. No, I, I don't. I... to you. I'm like, there's a ring doorbell on the front. Just say, hey, my name is so-and-so. Can you let me in? Of course the person's going to get weirded out if you're trying to climb the gate on the side. Mm -hmm. But it was a weird time because everyone was like told to stay in place. Mm -hmm. And we went through that with the pandemic where mm -hmm. everyone, everyone was just on a weird mental thing where it was, just, was fucking we crazy, were all closed man. in everyone was parent what the fuck's going on and shit you know so you, so it, this movie came out at a good time i'm thinking like when you guys were filming it where everything was kind of quarantined and it was pandemic and people were just in a weird mindset and shit but i'm like if i seen this in a theater and he walked around the side to climb the gate i thought the 
I thought I wasn't paying attention. I thought the whole front yard was gated in like those old Detroit houses mm -hmm. where there's no way you can get through the gate without actually trespassing, mm -hmm. so, so to speak. But then once I seen that there was no gate in the front, I'm like, why didn't you just knock on the door? It's the only house with lights on. There's a generator. I don't know. And then, no, like, I'm with you. And it turned out you. good because the guy, you know, he come out and, like, everything ended up cool. But I'm like, dude, just not. But that's, like, don't run upstairs kind of thing in the old horror movies kind of thing. I got that. Like, uh, why is she running up the stairs? Anyway, that's me. I just was like, I, I would be that guy. No, back, I like, like that. What are you doing, man? Knock on the door. Just knock just on the door. Just go up there, man. Yeah, just knock. Just <laughs> come on, man. Like, you know. Also, you, got, you nailed on the uh, Night of the Living Dead thing. Yeah. So I was just watching it, and uh, Barbara in Night of the Living Dead was so just, in the original, was so just sketched out, and so was the final, the, the girl in this one. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't feeling it at all. Mm -hmm. and he, Hans? What's yeah. his name? Hans. He had to be the Ben in this and had to just take control, even though he was never. He had to take control, man. He had to do the machete work. He had yeah. to kill motherfuckers. That's not what he signed up for, but no. he had to step up in that role. Then there's the basement thing with the girl that's sick in the bit. I got all that's Rebecca there. <laughs> Excellent. So I'm like, there's something yeah. going on in the basement that's not good, and we don't know exactly what it is until we know that it's not good. And then here comes infected person biting blood, uh, stabbing in the original. So mm -hmm. that's my favorite film of all time. And Night of uh, Living Dead, absolutely, 1968. Oh, and I love it. I caught some things in here that were reminiscent to that, and I don't know if it was just. If it was like no, it was put there for a reason. Was it? Okay, yeah, I wanted to ask yeah, that. yeah. No, ask me. Ask honestly. Ask, ask us anything. That, like, 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 um, um. And then and just and no, the, no. Ask the nineteen ninety, and then the nineteen ninety Night of the Living Dead. I saw it at the theater opening night when I was a kid. You're fucking lucky, man. Um, <laughs> Barbara becomes a badass at the when yeah. she needs to be, and in this movie, she becomes a yeah. badass when she needs to be, and I'm like, okay, so I'm a little biased to this movie, because uh, you guys are, like, nailing the stuff that I like about those those two films in particular, and uh, you guys pretty much nailed it with, like, it's with the characters, with the characters, you know, like, the main, the main uh, core characters kind of, like, had their roles, like, you know, so that's awesome. That's fucking I wanted to have, like, we just wanted that female lead in there to have yeah. some empowerment. You know, that's, that's my thing. Tony's on board with that stuff, so. And, no, no, expand that, Becca. I want to listen. I'm and, really, and, yeah, I, we're just I'm into that. You yeah. know, it's like a new time, you know. It's like, like you said, the oh, uh, sure. remake of um, Night of the Living Dead with that character. Um, you know, I, I love that, that they switched it around, and she's the strong one, um, Barbara. You know, and she goes on and, you know, she has to go on and, and keep going on and, and she's freaked out. But same thing with India, you know, we just wanted a strong female lead, you know, and she she was really good. She was great. She brought it. And um, she was another person we brought on board. Um, she met met with us and we just clicked right away. So and she's cool. way into it. So cool. Yeah. yeah. Her. Uh, I don't want to say who, but the one of the kill scenes she has, she just like lights him up. And like her screaming, and it's just like all the fucking splatters. Yeah. Oh, that scene like is fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was fun. To, that was a fun her scene to do. God, her screaming, you yeah, guys are. I thought shrill. that too. I, I didn't want to like say anything about that because I was curious to see if other people notice that. So you guys, oh, yeah. you think she oh, can man. scream like a motherfucker? Yeah, yeah. over top it. of a chainsaw, like over <laughs> top of the chainsaw. Yeah. As she's we getting had sprayed on too, and everything. Uh, At one point. We were real safe. We were right there. Um, because on that, it has a button where you don't have to press it. It was a real weird one. Um, but um, 
at one point just between us, but I told her. <laughs> but I was like, you know, you got to keep it from your side. You know, like you got to hold oh, it yeah. over here in between takes. Man, when the one she really did Tim on, she's pulled it back with her hand and it was like right near her leg. And I'm just like, oh my God. But what I'm getting at is um, she wasn't stupid. She was fucking fearless. Yeah, she was. She loves horror films. Like you that's know? just like yeah. what she does. She's on. Cool. She's way into it. So she was on board right away and she's just really was so professional and so good. Like every time she was on um on set. And so yeah, we loved her, man. We thought she was great. Man, so, she was yeah. maniacal at the second half of the movie, man. Yeah, like great, the character yeah. development from her being like, What the fuck's going on? I don't like this, I don't like this, to fuck everything, you're all gonna die. Like I'm gonna fucking there's I'm gonna survival survive. mode, yeah. Fuck I'm gonna you. survive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, wielding a chainsaw helps if yeah, you're in that situation. It does. It does. So fucking big shout out to uh, her. She because she nailed her role for sure, dude. So fucking a man made a good choice with that one. Yeah, yeah, she was great. Thank you. You have know, I have her on another one if you guys. Oh, dude, we are we are going to man. I you know I was gonna say though. You know how um you said like you know she becomes you know stronger later on, mm -hmm. but I feel it's like like that in, in life a lot of ways. Like a dude might. I was told this like all when I was younger. Um, like um, remember back in the early eighties and, and especially in the sixties, seventies, they had harmonies back then. But you know, like music, music equipment was really expensive when I was younger. Like I didn't know anybody that had it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Remember? And then you know the one kid who had like the drum set in his basement, but you could never use it or like you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. But like um, what I was gonna say is, I feel like everybody gets that calling, and it comes at a certain point. And why I use the analogy of music equipment, I feel like. It wouldn't be realistic if, you know, I, I feel like people sometimes need to wait for that calling before they act. You know what I mean? And and sometimes I feel like people don't know what they have in them. You know what I mean? Until they get that calling. Yeah. You know, like uh, they could get a calling on um, their friend dies and leave them a guitar. They pick it up. They become a great fucking guitar player. And right. then they're off. Well, I feel like India, you know, always had what she portrayed in the movie in her. But I felt like we had to get to that certain area first, like, you know, because, you know, I feel like people second guess themselves and this and that. And also, I think people depend on other people, too. Like she was kind of depending on Hans, I feel, you know what I mean? And then, you know, things switch. Um, um, there was one thing I was going to say. Let's go back to Night Living Dead real quick. So. So that film, you're a big fan of that film, huh? That's my favorite film. Oh, I love that film so much. Actually, man. that's that's the greatest piece of American cinema history cinema. of all time. And I'm just going by the time that it came out. The lead actor that was absolutely phenomenal that, uh, to me, just broke so much ground. And then the guerrilla-style shooting of George Romero... And that sparked the zombie subgenre, and just uh, and, and it was a very political. I mean, it was during the mm -hmm. Vietnam War. There was a lot going on, and mm -hmm. there was a lot said, but the movie didn't have a whole lot going on, and it was a very low budget movie. But fuck, here we are in 2022, and I still look at it, even not in color, and I've still never seen it in color. I refuse to. You're not gonna ruin that for me. It's a, it's an incredible film, and I, it's fucked up because I try to show it to. Young, like my nieces and nephews and they just don't get the whole black and white thing they don't get the whole like why isn't it in color why is it why is oh, the yeah, screen crackling as soon as like younger kids wait a minute you have to rewind you, all you have to do is eject it no sweetie it has to rewind it's a vhs tape like they don't get it you know yeah. but like anyway yeah night of the living dead is my favorite film and uh i just noticed um there was a couple of things in here that you guys kind of nailed on with 
in that scenario. And if you think desolate of anything area else, in a house, yeah. the only the only house yeah. that was you know yeah. like, I'm like we were kind of going for that. Like I said, Night of Living Dead with um Last House on the Left, that sort of thing, that menacing, too. you know yeah. the motorcycle marauders you know that type of thing so yeah night of living dead definitely up there that was like one of my first horror films that i've ever seen my aunt introduced me to that you we were all little kids but i thought it was a scary and to this day it's still one of the scariest films i've ever seen you scared know it's like God, you know yeah, so i think just, it was devil's night uh channel 50 played it and i had an old box shocktober yeah. yeah remember that dude yeah. and me and my brother had bunk beds and we yeah. would put uh. the blankets on the top bunk yes. and we had this little box tv with rabbit ears and we were watching night of the living dead and it fucking scared me yeah. i never seen it before and the movie's in black and white but the fucking tv was black and white so it's like we weren't missing anything. I'm like, well, it's already. It was. I used. To, I used to watch the Adams Family on it, or like, you know. What I mean? <laughs> it was like it's already black and white, so I'm not being cheated. This is cool. But if you try to watch Green Acres on it, or you try to watch something else, it's fucking. So, hell was it being just cheated. A, one of those like, little white televisions? Yeah, it was just it was a like, little white, a little white, white thing with the yeah, click button. Yeah, and we have to put the antenna out the window in our bedroom yeah, and shit yeah. to get like. Man, those were the days, man. And I'm only 23, so I don't know that shit, right? You're 23? No, I'm not. I'm well, I was going to say, Jesus <laughs> Christ, give me your fucking diet. <laughs> I'm 43, but I, I feel like I look good. But I, if you're 23, let me know what you're eating. The, <laughs> pizza and beer most of the time. Dude, uh. so you guys said, last house on the left. There's one scene in this movie that I'm like, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, last house on the left. Jane saw one. Banger. I feel. Her tell me, tell me what you. you feel. Tell me what you feel about that. Now, well, real quick, let me set you up on that one. Nice. Yeah. I want to set you up with this. So let me ask you a question. Um, a lot of people try to do that, and they don't. I feel like they don't. Or, um, I feel like a lot of people try to get that, do that, mm-hmm. and they don't get it right. You know, and um, like um, I'm always. I know. I'm, I know when I say it, you guys are probably going to be like, "What? Who isn't?" But I like the special features on shit. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah. And they got a really cool one. I forget which one it's on. Um, it's on obviously Last House on Left, but I forget which release. And David has talks about that last shot about how to film that shot. You know what I mean? It's and, and it's reversed is how you do it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You, you know, it's all camera work. And I and I so I was key on on getting that right. You know, and then like. You know, like the can the pictures, those are real pictures I'm flinging at her head and everything. I'm so happy that I that, think that you came across. I think you guys nailed that shot. Me too. That scene. Yeah. Uh, like it comes across perfectly. Like a final battle. Yeah. With like yeah. the big boss. Yeah. Kind of scenario. Like a, I feel like you nailed it. Oh man, thank you so much. And there's okay, there's one part of, there's one part of that. And I thought I caught it, and if I did it, I just think it's it's just it adds to it. It's like this like just small little nothing thing, but showing her and you kind of see you going back. Do you throw up the peace sign? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Like, like a last ditch effort. Like we're cool. We're not cool. No, no, we're not. Talk about. It was a nod. To, here's here's the thing. It's funny. Um. So when um um I'm not saying this to brag, but I run three miles a day, and and I had I've been doing it my whole life, but I stopped a little bit. But then when I got COVID, like just messed up some heart issues. But I'm I'm good yeah. now. But anyways, when I'm running, I'm always thinking of shit. And I know it sounds crazy, but in the shower, I think of shit too all the time. I'm just standing under the water. And I was going to say that um, that um, I really, 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 like when I was getting ready to play that character, I, I, I was getting Don Stroud is who I was really looking at and David Hess. You know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. from Last House and um, The Left, but House of the Edge of the Park and Hitchhike and Body Count, you know, and oh, all yeah. those. I just Walking fucking in. love them, you know? I got a crazy story too for you too, real quick about the Manson and Last House and Left. Um, I'll make sure I won't forget it. But anyway, so dig this. So um, 
But I really, really, I was upset that Bill Paxton died, and I just fucking love him in Near Dark, man. Yeah. And I just love him when he's like, oh, man, he smells like a, you know, when he does the heel thing, and yeah. he's like, oh, God, he looks, smells like an impulse now, you know? Yeah. But I just love that. So I wanted to have, like, a little, um, 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 like a little like uh, funniness to my character. So I wanted to kind of like, um, when I was in the house, I wanted to kind of be funny in the, in, in the chop top way. That's where the peace sign came in. So it originally, um, we added a difference. So when, when she's coming at me, I'm, I'm like, Oh, Hey, peace. Don't worry about it. I, I was wrong. Peace. You know, but it just didn't really work out good. So when we edited it out, we did keep it to where you can see that in my hand. That's crazy. You noticed it though. That's you guys, cool. that was, he's like, did he just throw a peace sign? I'm like, I yeah, think he did. he did. And then I'm thinking like, yeah, okay, peace sign. There's a chainsaw wielding in the background. Chop top. Real quick. Bang. I'm out. Like a, like a nod real quick. I'm like, all right, cool. Cool. You guys are cool. I can't. I know you guys are cool as fuck, but um, I can't believe you caught that. Let me just say this. You say anything. blew my mind with the, with the Don Stroud thing. I got to say. I'm not blowing anything. My smoke. favorite actor. So Death Weekend, I think that you portray... Reed is the fucking Don Stroud of this film. That was the inspiration. I didn't get that watching it because it's been a while since I've seen Death Weekend and I got the OG VHS. I fucking love that movie. It's not essentially a horror movie. No. And it's it's almost like set up like a revenge film. Yeah, and it was a true story. Yeah. I mean, but just like bringing like outlaws, fucking drinking beer, fucking hauling ass, just in that Don Stroud was like the fucking denim clad badass dude. And I'm like, that makes sense. I get it, dude. You get it? No. I get it now. Now, when you said that, I'm like, he was fucking okay. I get it. So you were inspired by. Uh, yeah, I was just really inspired by the, by him on that. I just, um, I love, I just, that movie, man, Death Weekend, man. I just love that movie. I'm not into the right part, you no, know, and no. then I'm not into, and I'm not just saying that to be PC, you know what I mean? No, no, like, it's, yeah, no. But then also, too, when, like, you know, she kind of, like, digs them, too, when they're having sex, you know what I mean? I just, like, um, I just love his character. Like, I did, I did plagiarize one when when I'm like, all right, we can be friends here. And I'm like, rolling the joint. I'm like, you want to hit this? She's like, fuck you. And I'm like, you know, that's in Death Weekend. So I did do that. But yeah, just that's so cool, man. And yeah, Don Stroud, I'd have to say. I just, and I feel like characters like him are are missing in, in cinema nowadays. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean. You told that line. You yeah, told that line yeah. with what you say and how you, you, you're just like, you're – you're that badass, you know you're that badass in that role, but like also you're like, I don't know, like Stroud had it, has had it. You're just like, yeah, you can scream, but you don't want to do that. You know what I mean? I As exactly. you're like like rolling a joint or whatever, like you're fucked, you know you are. Like that's just like, that's an OG badass right there. Man. Dude, I really appreciate that, man. I really appreciate that because that movie and I, you know, man, William Fruitt, I just fucking love him, dude. You know, he's like one guy I love. To, I don't like keeping him. Charlie Moore, sorry guys, I never get him either. Um, I was gonna say that um, William Fruitt, he's just a badass director. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, let's see, he created like Canada's first like road movie, like the Jack Kerouac, like on the road type one. But um, what else did he do? He's also did um, that yeah. weekend was a Canadian one. Yeah, that was a Canadian, yeah, a Canadian one. And then he did. Uh, he has some. He has some other cool ones. He did. Um, real quick, he did um, spasms. Oh, spasms! Did spasms, and then he did. Well, uh, what is that one um, where they're all in the um, house? What the, what the fuck, man? But anyways, with that man, yeah, man, um, Don Stroud. I gotta say, my wife knows, man. Yeah, I just yeah. 
sewn him, and I like him in Angel Unchained a lot. Have you guys seen that one? It's been a minute, but yes. Oh, God. Yeah, we watched that one a lot. That was just like one of our motorcycle movies. I like um, Larry Bishop a lot, you know. So we oh, just, yeah. you know, we're doing He's things. so cool, we isn't it? We just he? like want to incorporate. We want to incorporate everything. Like, we're gonna, it's like this big melting pot of like all our favorite things, you know. That's so cool. I love it when people wear their influences on their sleeve. Yeah. Like newer filmmakers. And so we don't want um, to rip it off, but we just want to pay homage and, and just, you know, show that, you know, we love this. And, you know, like Rob's wearing the thing shirt and. Just these little Easter eggs through the movie, you know. It's just, you know, we're just paying homage. We're not trying to rip you off or, you know. We're just oh, absolutely. I don't think it ever, it's, watching both your movies, uh, nothing has ever come across me as you guys ripping anything yeah, off. Yeah, it's, it's just, well, thank you. can you. see where, like, the, the, playing, like, homage to it. Something. Yeah. You can see what it's influences you. For. You can see what you guys are really yeah. into. I could definitely pick up 100% the exploitation and the biker films coming Right off cuff, yeah. Which I dig 100. percent You said Werewolves on Wheels. That's like seriously one of my that favorite out. movies. That's one of my favorite fucking movies. That's yeah. my. I had have to say, Touring Black Top, Phantasm, and Werewolves on Wheels. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say like favorites, but but here's the thing: Werewolves on Wheels. I got no problem saying it's up there. My favorites. I don't read cards for chicks. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, just Deuce Barry. I know it's not his real name, but just so. Oh man, that movie's just fucking yeah. cool. As Psychomania. Well. Yes, Psychomania, man. One Northville of my... Cemetery. We watched so many of these like you know, early on. We've been married 18 years. Though. But um, yeah, we just we watched all these movies. The you know, soundtrack. A lot of them. Really? And so... Yeah. Soundtrack's killer. Soundtrack's right? killer. Oh, man. That's the very, very uh, Easy Rider took LSD for the first time. Psychomania. <laughs> Great like, way fucking to just, They went off the rails on that one. And I still, you're the one that like told me about that movie. I found a VHS at a, I think, Cinema Wasteland for like a dollar. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, it's not me that scares you. It's the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Tom, you're not human. I wanted to ask. So you pointed out the, the jackets, the jackets with all the different symbols. You got the devil's hands, devil's hands, Satan's and Satan's keys. keys. Yeah. Well, what are what are, all, what are all of them? And and are we going to have like a four collectible limited edition thing? Like, well, I'll tell you what, man. Thank God to um um. Sonic Driver shouts out to Sonic Driver, and I think his name I should know. Um, I think his name is Thomas. He um, bought that vest for a thousand dollars before the film, the one that I wear. Oh shit! You know, but it's got an original um, Nazi Waffen at World War II SS that my grandfather brought back. You know, um, and just to throw it in there, um, it just says SS, but they're like their fighting unit. It wasn't like they were Gestapo or something. Not that I'm sticking up for Nazis, right? right. But I wanted to give it. You know the exact that exact aesthetic. You know what I mean. It also has a "We Kill for Peace." But yeah, um, at the premiere, I'm gonna have the jackets there. But unfortunately, I gotta give uh, mail that out the one that I wore after that. Oh yeah. But yeah. I am gonna make the exact one. And I told the guy, you know what I mean. Hers is really cool. Hers is a denim old Levi's with the big. Um, I don't know if it's a big E. Rob's was a big E. Rob's a big E. Yeah, they're just cool. You know, just cool vests. They were fun to make. You know, put together. So we were going like what well, we were going Satan Sadist for that you know that movie oh, Satan okay. Sadist is where yeah we took right. that from that you know that I wanted to throw that in there too um, not to cut you off honey but Satan Sadist that was also a big inspiration from there with the bikes and everything yeah, like that Satan Sadist I forgot about dude that, that movie because like I you know because like I'm like you I liked I like um, Werewolves on Wheels and Angel Unchained and then Hell's Angel sixty nine and then Psychomania for my British one. 
you know, and of course I dig stone too and all that stuff, yeah. right? But like, just I'll say it again: saying, oops, excuse me, Satan, Sadist, and then um, werewolves and wheels, and then um, Hell's Angels '69. But what I was gonna say is what I I, I fucked up in one way. Um, is that my dad, um, he'd been in the club, I think this is going to be his 13th or 14th year. But when he first got his vest, I'm like, what's up with that? And it was already dirty. And this is true. He says, um, and if someone tells you, oh, no, man, I don't do it. They're fucking lying. But you dust, when you get into a club and they give you a rocker, you dust it with flat black. You know, so the patches on there, you just dust it to make it look a little older. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So when we, on film... Like, when you put, like, a little blood in film, you know how, like, it sounds cliche when people say, I, and I know you know what I'm talking about, because remember when I came over here the first time, we were talking about James Bell yeah, cutting his yeah. dick off in the basement on uh -huh. the cold um, the cold floor and everything. You know, we were talking about that. We'll get on James Bell, too, in a minute. Yeah. But what I was going to say is, we dusted those, you know, and, and, I'll go, and, and, uh, and I know, and it sounds cliche, but what I was going to say is, you know, when they say more blood is better and stuff like that. You really do need to do like more on film to make it show more. You know, I know that's like film 101, but we dusted the all the vests, you know, so we had them all out and we were dusting them. And didn't they look good in yeah, person? Yeah. But then in the film, I don't think they were dusted enough. I felt like I should have made them more dirty, you know, because in some, when I'm beating on someone, you can kind of see, you know what I mean? They're a little clean. They still look good, though. I thought they looked good. Yeah, thank, you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I did. Really. Thank you. I did. They did not look like just like you made them for the movie. They looked like legit colors. Wow, thank you. Thank we you. I was definitely. a little nervous about that. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I don't know how well, I feel about me. it. Thank you. And then yes. I seen the dude roll up, and I'm like, is he wearing actual colors? The highwayman? Yeah, that's, that's my actually, dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's your dad? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, he's like, what? those are those are colors. Those yeah. Are yeah. Colors. No, he's probably yeah. an actual yeah. highwayman. I'm like, yeah. excellent. Like, this is going to be sweet. Yes. So, um, no, the jacket, I thought the jackets and the vest looked fucking incredible. Oh, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, it's the Satan's keys. It's a key. You know, Rebecca made that, those, and then. I, I, yeah, I did the devil's hand. I had to trace my little hand, and it's got a little pentagram in there. You know, yeah. you guys even threw on like the one percenter patches and the president Seen patch. That. Oh yeah, noticed that in the kitchen. He, yeah. I didn't you notice had the joint. You had the president patch on. Did anybody else have like another like ranking patch? Now here's the thing, man. Um, yeah, uh, here's what happened. So I don't want to give a spoiler away, but I don't. Or, well, I don't. I actually am being contradicting because um, I was earlier. I was like, let's give all the spoilers. So the big kill. <laughs> There's a lot more kills in the movie than it seems. Like, I feel like there's a lot more. Because some people, like, um, I was talking to Matt Jassel. You guys should interview him. Matt Jassel. Yeah. Matt Jassel. He lives right down the street from you. Does he, is he yeah. living in Ypsilanti? Yeah. I, I literally, dude, I bet you he's your fucking neighbor. Because <laughs> I, I, I was just at a diner, um, down that diner, the Grease Pit Diner or whatever. On the corner of downtown Ipsy right here. It's a diner, like a... Just, That's a bomber. Is it the bomber? Is it? Yeah, the one on the corner. Oh, the bomber, The dude. bomber? It's like all World War II inside? No, this one just it's had like place. a jukebox. You would know about it was the like bomber. a little breakfast place. Was the place there was a place called Abe's. Yeah, Abe's. Abe's is no longer there. So we I lived by Abe's like the last day. Okay. Yeah, we went to <laughs> Abe's. Well, anyways, um, you know, when we went to go and brace afterwards, um, he just walked directly across the street. He's like, I live there. <laughs> so oh, he was over oh, shit. there. Okay, yeah, he's like, he lives probably in the same neighborhood as a few of my friends. Dude, oh, that's God. fucking funny. That is funny. I I, did I didn't know he was that close to me. That's oh, I can't great. wait till you get him on the show. Um, because <laughs> towards the end of it, we'll we'll talk about what we're supposed to do. Um, because he wants to help me with the Michigan murder one, and we might do uh two um, 
a two-tailed one because we were going to do an anthology, you know what I mean? You know, like even if they gave us the money for the Michigan murder right now, you know, it's going to take a while to get everything going. Yeah. But um, um, what was I going to say on the one thing we were talking about? Oh, my God. It was so freaking funny, though, on the real thing. Oh, my God. What was I going to say? Well, I, I'll, I'll, give my, I'll give my idea away right now and, and say this. So, you know, I want to do that Michigan murder movie, and um, but Matt hasn't shot 4K yet. He works at his job. He does 4K, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Michigan murder movie, and, and I don't want people to take this the wrong way because I love Quentin Tarantino. Like, I saw Reservoir Dogs at the theater when I was a kid, you know what I mean? I had no viewing restriction. I remember seeing Pulp Fiction and all that. But I'm... The Michigan murder movie that I want to do, it's I want it to be kind of like um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to where it's all circumstantial, right? Okay. You know what I mean? So, and then the guy, you know, um, John Norman Collins, it's always situational and you never really see him. It's always just a profile of him, you know? But what's cool about it, and this is where Matt comes in, I told this idea to Matt. And Matt was best friends with Ron Ashton from the Stooges. And there's a big scene in my movie, you know, where they go to the Playboy Mansion and in, in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Well, in, in, the, in our movie, they go to the um, the, the Stooges were living and going to the MC5 ranch, you know. Yeah. So there's a big scene there, and Ron Ashton's talking and stuff like that. And so Matt has been showing me all kinds of really cool pictures of um, Ron Ashton you know, donating to a bunch of his films and shit like that. So Matt was really cool telling me all about that, you know, Ron Ashton and stuff like right. that. So that was really cool. Um, and he said he was going to take me to some of the murder um, ones around here. But uh, what was I going to say? It was super important on the... Um, on the um, oh, so tell me if you guys think this is cool. And if someone else takes the idea, fuck it, right? You know? But you know what I'd really like to do? You know how they got remakes, you know, just galore right now, you know? Don't take it the wrong way. Like I'm saying that I really want to do like a remake of it. But after working with James and just seeing the practical special effects like he did, like, um, you know, when um, he, spoiler when he cuts um, uh, Kevin, the black dude's head off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, like some people made some comments saying, oh, when you cut over here, you know, blood would squirt out. Actually not true. Um, where I graduated at Marquette, um, I was the one that got to, um, the, the a guy who graduated before me, he was one of the first people to get captured by the Taliban. So I, they, I had to do my senior thesis on that. And so I got to watch the, the video that no one else had seen, oh, which it was really disgusting. Absolutely. But yeah, we absolutely. did it just like that. Like, you know, believe it or not, there's not as much blood as you think. They just do that in movies, you know? Sorry to throw that in there. It's kind of gross. But anyway, so after seeing how well James Bell did that and everything, um, it, it like, you know, I want to do this Michigan murder movie, and I would like to do um, this, um, it was going to be an anthology, but just like two tales with Matt, you know? But what I would really like to do, and tell me if you guys, you know, would dig this. Rebecca and I have been talking about doing a Prowler remake, okay? But I don't want to disgrace the Prowler, right? And so it's really, it's not like really nothing like like about the Prowler. But I wanted to bring the Prowler in today, today, you know, in um, today's times. And I want to shoot it at, um, I wanted to get some of the tanks through some people. Um, and I wanted to shoot it at the sand dunes and make, and, the, and, the, and I wanted to make the sand dunes look like, um, 
Iraq and Afghanistan over there. You know what I mean? And what it what it's about is, um, I'll tell you guys real short. What it's about is, it takes place now during the evacuation we just had in Afghanistan. Yeah. And what happens is, is um, the CIA hires this new rookie guy who used to be a platoon leader in Afghanistan, right? And he was wounded. You know those guys who tortured a lot of the people, you know, behind Thangram and they all got busted? Yeah. Well, they hire him um, to to do, um, to, to go, they hire him, he gets on a case, um, right, when he gets on the CIA about this um, other platoon leader who was supposedly, like, taking pictures with dead people and stuff, you know, and blah, blah, but they could never bust him, and he was a highly, like, decorated guy, you know what I mean? But anyways... Um, now these, these killings stopped at a certain point, but now they started taking place during the evacuation that just happened. So they send the guy over there to go over there to look for him. And, um, he looks similar to the Prowler. He still has the gas mask, but it's in, you know, the Iraq, you know, the tan and everything like that. That's really the only thing. And then at the end of the movie, not to give it away, but... The guy who is the CIA guy who is thinking he's really the killer, you know, and then at the end of the movie, you know, he's like, hey, take your thing off. And you think it's him and, he, and it's the guy who has actually going over there to kill himself. You know what I mean? Shit. But do you think that sounds like a cool idea to redo the Prowler? Because they're doing all these remakes. I'm sure I won't get it because I'm sure someone with money will come and, you know, do their little Prowler like Blumhouse or something like that. And I'm not a huge fan of these remakes, but I just wanted to um, kind of bring a remake in today's. You know it's I mean? not really a remake; it's a revision. Re you're right about that. You're right reimagining about that. of like the same premise, but in modern times, which would connect with like a whole new generation. That's uh, a cool. Yeah, that's a solid plot, man. You think like, that's so? Pretty, with a I twist at the work, end. Yeah. I mean, fuck, man, you can't it's fail safe. Thank you, man. And, and you know, while while you're while, while we're on that, yeah, James Bell, James Bell, dude, the fucking special effects. That yeah. How did you guys? Because I've done it for a handful of years from when we. Did that thing here before um but how how long have you guys known him how'd you guys connect up with james yeah, yeah. okay rebecca tell the story Wait, about james. i'm trying to think how we met james we at the meet all these halloween people. show oh yes we he um james bell he sets up tables at like halloween shows and so do we we sell like vintage wares and so on and so forth so um you know he was next to us this one time he and his wife may and he just has this great display of all the splatter stuff and just oh, yeah. all these body parts. And we were like, wow, man. Like, you know, so we just got to talking and, and Tony met him and, and, you know, we just kept in touch. Tony's really good with keeping in touch with people and keeping contact, so on and so forth. So we just got in touch. They, you know, were parlaying, talking to each other and he just signed up for it. He's like, sure. You know, so, um, yeah, he just, he really... He really brought it for us, you know. We were just really impressed. So, like Tony said earlier, I had to go. Like, we wanted to, you know, have, like, you know, zombie's head. We had some kills worked out in our head. So, um, you know, he's like, well, you're going to have to come over. And if, in order to do that, he worked it all out. He's like, you know, somebody's going to have to get naked and so on. None of the actors wanted to do that. I was like, I'm doing it. I don't care because we want to do this in the scene. You know, we want this in the movie. So, um, so yeah, we went to his home studio and we did that. And you know, so it just went from there. So he we brought him on set to do um, certain scenes that he needed to be there for, and you know he came back. For, you know, so yeah, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, like his work in this is phenomenal. Like the work I've seen because I didn't when he first started really posting the effects work he was doing a few years back. Like mm -hmm. he was, it just his progression was 
fucking like a sharp climb. Yeah. Like, he was just growing like the stuff he was doing. And then when I heard he was going to, that you guys picked him up to do this. Yeah, I remember he made a post like, oh, I'm going to go work on set. And I, was, I just commented like, I'm pretty sure I know what movie you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he, he like knocks it out of the park and it's, it's, so it's yeah. like, that, that's a great just happenstance. You guys were set up next to each other at a convention. That's how things work with, um, yeah, with IEP, with our our whole, you know, with our whole production company. It just, and that's why we like doing it. It's just like serendipity, you know, there's no money in it. There's, you know, it's hard work, but we just love it. And that's how, and that's part of the, the chemistry of it is just meeting these people and it, everything working out, you know, and, you know, so that's what we love about it. And yeah, he was one of those people. We just, you know, set up shop next to each other doing these vintage shows and Tony kept in touch with them, you know, social media, so on and so forth. And he was on board, so. And he was great. I, I love his work. I do. I love it. Yeah, he's, he's the man. We were we were at a um, Halloween show, like she said, and um, I go buy VHSs off of him. And I, every time I get a VHS, I go home, and it's not in the fucking case. Because <laughs> I'm assuming, like, you know, he's a VHS guy. They'd be in there. Yeah. And he jokes always with me. He's like, I never look at him. You should look at him, Tony. But anyway, <laughs> so, um, you know, we talked to him and just had a regular, like, hi, are you? He's a guy a few words you know cool mm-hmm. dude um but um i was talking about combat shock and oh, this guy yeah. I, I like just had a brain fart maybe i'm lying about the covid thing and i just forget shit in mid-sentence anyways i don't know but either way i forgot about combat shock and i was talking to someone and james was smoking across thing because our booths were near each other and he knew me and shit like that because i'm always buying stuff vice versa but he was like combat shock it's combat shock and i <coughs> excuse me so i um I waited till I was done talking to those people and I walked over to him and I just told him, I was like, dude, I'm going to be filming a movie, man. Would you be interested in doing it? I know you do these effects. And he was like, dude, you film a fucking movie and you're going to actually do it. I will, um, I will definitely, you know, think about doing it if it's good and I want to do it. And so, um, um, what I like about, um, what I like about like, you know, real actors and, and, and um, I won't even say just like real actors, but just people who are passionate with music, anything, you know, they could be passionate collecting, um, you know, um, um, bake light, you know, whatever, you know, but, but, but what I do like is this, I like the people who are like, um, I'll run into some people in there like, oh, you do films, right? And they'll be like, I want to be in a film. And then they'll just write me like the next week on Instagram and be like, so what's up? I'm ready. I got my, I got my journal. I got a story ready. I'm like, what's up? And I'm like, um, and I'm not being rude, but that's not the way it works. The way it works is I call you in two fucking years after we get all the pre and I'm like, Hey, you want to do it? Right. And well, he was like that. So what happened was, is, um, you know, he made that combat shock thing and, and whatever. And I think I think he probably thought I was fucking nuts at first. I'm being honest on this. You know what I mean? James Bell, like, you have to fucking, like, pr- you know, like, prove yourself to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's an outlaw. I consider myself an outlaw, too. Um, and I'm not a follower. Like, uh, so, like, when I say outlaw, even beyond the motorcycle thing, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people, like, when they're around me, they'll, they kind of, like... um not a lot of people. It's actually less. It's only one, a couple people. But they think just because my dad's an outlaw that like you can't be an outlaw and a leather fucking. I consider no offense, man. I love. My, I'm around the um, the motorcycle thing, and we'll touch on that later with Alan. You know, ditching about Alan's dad and all that. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> but what I was gonna get, what I'm getting at is, we're all fucking outlaws. You know, like all of us. You know, or, you know, and 
And I feel like we can all connect on that. You know what I mean? Just because we're doing our own thing and we're outsiders. You know what I mean? And, and, and I won't even say outsiders because we are outsiders. But now a lot of the sh- stuff that we're into is now becoming mainstream. Yeah. And some people get like a bad attitude about it, right? But you know what, man? I like change, you know? Like I always remind motherfuckers, dude, like um, I'm into metal. I'm into psych rock, garage rock and all this shit. Um, just because my band started with that White Stripes and the Bomb Bonnies way back in the day. I get a rep sometimes with Tim will be like, you were part of that garage rock thing. <laughs> Tim Shagrat always gets on me about that. And he's like, but I like your music though. It's a lot heavier than I thought. But my point is, is this, is that, um, I feel like people, um, people sometimes, um, people sometimes, um, uh, what would be the word? They just kind of think some, something's going to be that way or that you're going to be that way. And then when they get around you and they find out it's not like that, you know, they want to work with you. Yeah. Well, with James, I sent him this list and um, I'll just say the kill the spoiler. And it meant a lot to me that he did it. Um, did you guys like the, the Umbrella Killer or what? Yes. Oh, man. Yes. Killer, dude. Killer. Yeah. That kill is actually fucking amazing. You do not see that one coming. No. I mean, you don't go into a film like Umbrella Kill? Very creative. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just but saying straight it's pretty up, fucking just, innovative, It's not man. even just the umbrella going through and staying close. It's like you straight, it's going in and you open the it's umbrella. It's open. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it so much. I could cry. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I sent him this list, man, and um, he, he's just like, he's just like, Whatever, dude. He makes know? it happen. You know, he's like, yeah, we can do that. This is how this has to be done. He's really just no Unfazed. nonsense. Yeah, Unfazed. He, he is. He's just oh, like, he's very stoic. I've met him a few yes, times at is. conventions and yes. stuff. And, and yeah, yeah he's, he's hard to impress. You know, he's like, you know, he's not like, you know, he doesn't work with everybody. So I felt, I'm like honored anytime he showed up on set. I was like, thank you for being here. You know, because awesome. he's, he's just, you know, he is who he is. And he's, um takes his work serious and he doesn't have time for any bullshit you know yeah. he doesn't have time for stupid people and stupid shit man he's there and he was great so yeah. i mean she's butt naked standing up there and like you know like we've been married 19 years so we're over all the whatever but you know some guy could be like you know oh god it's, you know, this guy's gonna be looking at my girlfriend or my wife dude man James, man, I swear to God, we're just we're just both um, rubbing my wife's butt with the stuff, you know. It's just like James is thinking how he's thing. gonna Frankenstein my body yeah, out, you know. He's looking. He's just know? like put a little more there. He's just like looking. There. It's just he's just so professional. Yeah, he's very it was so professional. cool. He was great. And and I'll give him this, man. And and I'm not afraid to admit it. He was like, um, he was like, uh, I showed him all the kills. And um, what I wanted, and 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 um, and then, um, and if I'm forgetting anything, let me know. But what I was gonna say is, I showed him all the kills, and on paper, and he was just like, you know, um, yeah, you know, and he and he wasn't like too impressed, you know what I mean? He was just like, so what? I'll do him, I'll do him, I'll do him. And then um, when we did him, he was like. Um, you know, he was just like, yeah, you know, like he was just unfazed by it, you know what I mean? And then um, he was kind of like, um, um, he's a hard guy to please. And so um, I didn't push anything on him, you know what I mean? Like, don't you love it? Don't you love it? You know, are you yeah. having fun or whatever? I just let him do his own thing. And um, um, so what happened was, is when we, remember how I said when we got done filming, we put in our own money, you know, like um, to, we put in our own money anyways. But what happened was, is we decided we needed that, 
opening scene. So I called him up and I was like, hey, you know, can we do the hand like, you know, hanging on the bumper and stuff like that and all that. And he just made it happen. He's like, hey, I'll build a mechanical hand to hold that. And then I can have the dude's face ripped off and everything. And then um, and then like um, even though he was stoked and everything, he ended up doing everything that I asked him. You know what I mean? And he was cool as fuck. And um, like he was just he just turned out to be the most solid dude. And then um um, like, um, like I was asking about certain films he was doing or, you know, working on and this and that. And he'd be like, oh, I haven't seen this one or this one and whatever. And, um, but, but when, um, he, he wrote me, man, he saw the trailer and, and it was very surprising coming from him. And he was like, dude trailer fucking came out great rocks i want to buy a copy that's yeah, just that's like awesome, awesome. We thrived. I was just like, wow awesome. james yeah. so i like that he's kind of a guy like you know you know let's i'll prove it you know type thing you know um so yeah man um just i can't say enough about him and you know what i do like about a man like um he really is the fucking real deal um like tom savini in the sense to like like when I when he okay like when he started our film he he made a post and was like I quit my job and he was like from now on you know fuck the job I'm just going to do this full time I talked to him and he said Tony after your film I'm completely booked till Christmas I mean dude to do what you love like that isn't that cool as shit dude being man. able to fucking actually being able to actually do what you love and survive and doing what you love is it has to be fucking amazing. It's gotta yeah. be amazing. And he just had a daughter too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when like um we did the we, we the film where I come in at the end, he um we did that at his house. That is shot like at the car there, you know, and yeah. like he just did everything. Um I will say one thing funny though. So Kevin, the African American actor, the one who um opens the door in the house, you know, with the doorbell and you know, blah 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 oh, when yeah. Rebecca jumps on. I like too when the blood's all in the trailer coming on him. He's doing it like act, he's acting, but then when it's too much blood, he turns his head, he's like, Oh no, you know, like if you look closely in the chair, he's like, ah, It was a lot of blood like, though. Oh, it was. It was like nine. Yeah. It was a lot. That was that was a tough scene. You guys man. gave evil dead a run for just yeah. buckets of fucking yeah, blood. Yeah, dude. Yeah. More blood next film. More blood. Yeah, everybody keeps saying it. I feel like, like I was saying about the real head cut off. I know it's a movie and shit, but I felt like you know, like there was enough blood. But I honestly, as the director, I feel like um, everybody keeps saying like, like what my wife's saying. We want more blood. We want more blood. And I want to give people what they want. So you know, if we do that Prowler movie, not if when we do it, and when we do the other one, and then the two tails. But I have to just give him more blood. You want more blood? Just splatter yeah. it out, man. Yeah, just splatter Make it out. Make a straight out. splatter film. If you're if you're gonna do a reimagination, as you said, mm-hmm. of the Prowler, the gore has to be. It's gotta be because that's what Prowler's known for. I and know. It's my personal favorite slasher movie of all time. Oh. And uh, tell me, tell, real quick, just because like my wife has always known about it, and we watched, um, you know, um, my wife and I have watched tons. But the other day, I put it on for her. If she hadn't seen it in a while. What do you like about The Prowler, just to ask? The Prowler, uh, mostly, aside from the gore and the special effects, I like the uh, the very simple, that dude's fucking pissed because his heart was broken. That is about as... It's not like some human as you can plot, get. Yeah, you know? I mean, I mean, you got you got bayonets going through heads. You got fucking underwater, underwater scene. cutting throats. You got pitchforks going through two people. 
And it's all because Rosemary fucking broke his heart, dude. I mean, that's about as human as it gets. It's a human film. And what about the beginning too? The the um the chat the um the the um the war films. No, I no, I like that a lot. I was gonna say the guy who's doing the um the swing music, like um, this oh, next yeah, one yeah. is oh, called yeah. the, He Lost His Bottle, and he's pointing yeah. at the audience. Like, <laughs> you over there, guys. But I was gonna say that whole open. I'll buy you one, darling. Your yeah. dad's only head over to the head over to the food table and dig in. He's so, <laughs> dude. He's so over the top Tough. with it, dude. Everybody swing, and then in the beginning, it's got that whole like, keep your mitts off my girl. He sounds like a swell guy. And then you get, and then you hit that first kill scene. And you're like. <laughs> like you know but like yeah and then and then uh um I, I that's my favorite slasher ever made jared knows this i beat it to death but people scooby-doo ending i mean at the <laughs> end of every scooby-doo it was you like it's the fucking sheriff he went on a fishing trip and it's like Phew, and then there's that moment and then it's just like perfect ending to a movie Hey, real quick, just to ask, real quick. So, I, I mean, I know we're we're speculating here, but I just got to know. It, one part of the movie that is kind of weird is like the deputy, the deputy, because he's like, I'm going away. You go fish. And the deputy's like, what? This is the biggest fucking event of the town. And he's like, you know, he gives that deputy the whole spiel of like, oh, you, I've trained you long enough and you can, you can come, right? It, you yeah. can handle it. And I'm thinking, dude, man, he just set that guy up for... That'd be like Dr. Oh, Loomis. and by the way, um, about 16 miles up the road, a guy, like, robbed someone and stabbed a dude to death. He might be on his way here, but state police should get him. Don't fuck up my fishing trip because I'll kick your ass from here to the state line. You'll be good. The most you'll run into is a couple of kids getting high and running wild. I'll see you. Let's go down to the fucking store. I need to get deodorant. No sweat. Get it? Dude, it's the best fucking movie ever, dude. Like, <laughs> no, it'd be like Dr. Loomis just being like, oh, I don't worry about Haddonfield. What happened? I did a bunch of murders. You'll be able to take care of it. Yeah, like in, part, like in uh, uh, Curse of Michael Myers, like being like, you know, uh, Paul Rudd and shit. You got this, man. Yeah. Dude. Well, no, it's just a maniac uh, running around with a fucking knife, man. No big deal. Yeah. yeah I yeah. like, uh, you know, man, I a lot of people knock those um, Halloweens. How do you... Uh, you know, I'm just a lover of horror. I'll say this, man. I saw, um, I don't know if I saw four. So I was really young, but I saw, but I got into theaters really young. Like I saw Phantasm 2 in the theater Sweet. opening day. You know, like I, I, I don't know how I got into a lot of these, but I was going to say that um, I've grown to love four so much. You know, oh, yeah. like I just love four. I consider that one right there. People this too, but I just consider two like. It blows my mind I, that people. Talk shit on two, dude. It's the, it, two is one. Two I've is seen, one. They're the same movie. Right. I always I see people around this time of year five. post their like list and like they put them in order. And like two is buried and like resurrections above two. And I'm like, oh what the my fuck? god, when you're fucking throwing you know um, Busta Rhymes against two, it's just like trick I mean, or treat, motherfucker. They're pretty much trick like trick motherfucker. They almost go in order for me. I I basically like one, two, three. I just usually leave those in the same order. And then like four or five, I put them in whatever order you want. And then after that, I don't give two shits about no, 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 no. it. One, three, two, four, five, six. All right. Three's I, amazing, but I just wanted two. Just, I just go together. two and three. Good, man. Three is incredible. It's best score. And again, the plot. You're selling Halloween masks to children to kill them on Halloween. And snakes and fucking cockroaches come out of their face. That's a dark film. That's a fucking dark film, dude. Oh, H3 is great. Yeah. Well, man, at the time, I got a funny joke about three. Um, but at the time, 
in the at the v, like at the VHS store, you know, and, and I always tell people like my wife is a couple years older than me, but like, um, but anybody who's even just like a couple years older than me, I was like, just to for them to be a couple years, that was so amazing in the eighties because they could get into the theaters, you know what I mean, and see a lot more than we could, you know what I mean. But what I was gonna get at is that on the um. On the um, which one what were we just talking about? Three. Right? Yeah, on three. So dig this. I can admit this, okay? At the time, man, everyone wanted to see um, Michael Myers so bad at that oh, time. Yeah. So when three came out, I just didn't dig it, and 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 I I feel I was a little too young then, because at that point I was digging Psychomania, right? You know? Oh yeah. But but like um. And then, like, my thing with my dad was, like, to stay up as late as you could who fall asleep and they play, like, Dracula 1972 at night, like, camera films and shit. But I didn't dig three. But I'll tell you something really funny. So then when four came out, right before actually four came out, I, I could be wrong on this, but I remember even Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 when it came out, I, because I, I, my dad brought me on that Fangoria home and I was asking him about it. And he's like, it sucks, it sucks, it's a comedy, it's a comedy. And, dude, that's like one of my favorite movies. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, so like, but like, but you know, movies sometimes are misunderstood at first. But three at the time was misunderstood and so was Sexual Chainsaw Massacre 2. But I got something so funny on, um, on three. So my dad is always like making like weird observ weird observations in movies and he's like yeah dude he's like Tom Atkins you know he's in the fog you know and he's got Jamie Lee he's like bullshit man and then he's like in three he's got that big titty bitch you know and excuse me and we're just talking you know how my dad talks and I'm like dad what are you, what are you talking about you're talking about the you know the girl in the hotel with him he's like yeah he's like that old guy wouldn't have that chick right and I know nowadays we're living in different things so listen to me fucking brainchild Tony so I fucking am at Motor City Nightmares, and um, I've only been there twice, me, Rebecca and I. And um, we go, we get our, um, we go to the cafeteria in there, the the eating place, mm -hmm. and I hear, Mr. Atkins, what do you want? He's like, give me um, a whatchamacallit on right. It was like a really expensive drink, and I go, put Mr. Atkins' drink on my tab. And um, he didn't say anything to me. He goes, sits at the end of the thing, and he's like, why aren't you going to come sit next to me? And I go sit next to him, and he's like, yeah, thanks a lot for the drink. First fucking words out of my mouth are, you know, my dad and I always watched three, but we always wondered, like, you know, you're a little older, no offense. You got that, like, big titty girl with you, you know, and she's a lot younger than you. I swear to God, he just looks at me like I'm on fucking Mars, and he just goes, that's my ex-wife, you idiot. <laughs> I just go, I didn't even say anything else. Like, I didn't even say, enjoy your drink, Mr. Atkins. I just walked away. That's Holy my Tom shit. Atkins story. Stupid fucking me. You know what I mean? But that's an amazing story. It's an amazing story. <laughs> but yeah, but Tom, uh, Atkins, like, Tom Atkins in the same sentence, I'll tell you, in the fog, yeah. So I pick up Jamie Lee Curtis as a hitchhiker, give her one beer, and we're naked in a bed. It's that I, easy. It's that easy. For it's Tom like, Atkins, he's a funny fucking guy. He is, man. though, man. He is. And then Creepers and everything. He's cool as fuck. Yeah, man. he's, he's the like, man. I like, I mean, who's who do you like more? Hell Hale Holbrook and the rituals and other movies or do you like Tom Atkins I, I bet you a lot of people are probably are you asking like, me I if like I like Hal Holbrook or Holbrook. Tom Atkins more yeah Holbrook dude dude rituals is what you know dude rituals yeah. is like rituals is one of my favorite, favorite movies, movies of all time oh my god man like it's like it's like they, 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 it's like um 
You know, I know Ron Chern was trying to copy that, but that's one of the movies that, that they got right, I feel. Oh, man. And it's 70s, too. It's not 80s. It's just, like, tucked in this weird dark corner of cinema. Like I give you a fucking list every trip, and you don't bring shoes? I give you a list. We wouldn't be in there. I told you, bring extra shoes. Like, that's the whole premise of the movie. Because <laughs> they didn't pack shoes, they're fucked. Yeah. If you would have just had shoes, one guy's got shoes, he's the only one leaving, he's by himself now. He's fucked. No one knows why, no one knows how. Holy fucking shit, dude. Like, who else is a cool movie, dude? You know what else is a kick-ass movie that, I, that um, we were, we've watched a million times? But And I like on the car, it says Hammer Horse Society. Fucking Frightmare, dude. Oh, yeah. Frightmare. Oh, man. They all get trapped on the um, in the house, man. Frightmare is just... I could just go on and on. What did you guys think of the new one, Phantasm, the newer one, Ravager? Did you like Five? it? Um, I actually didn't mind it. I was going into it knowing kind of how it was going to go. The, my only um, complaint was... There was a point they could have ended it that would have been an amazing ending, and then they went 15 minutes past that to another ending. That's... And I'm like, if they would have ended it here, it would have been way better. And then they kept going to the ending they did. So I'm like, oh, they could have just ended it there, and it would have been, a, it would have elevated the movie higher than it is. But I mean, yeah. it's it's a fucking Phantasm movie, dude. Phantasm amazing. Two over Phantasm One, bite me. <laughs> What'd you say? Phantasm Two over Phantasm One. Fantastic like two, two are actually best in the series. Dude, dude, you know, man, when I saw that at the theater, I mean, honestly, when they go into the frickin' um, how, like, he opens, put throws the money in the register, that is, like, one of the coolest scenes when they break into that and, and um, get all that equipment. You guys, you know, I'm another... Let, here, let me ask you guys a question. I know Rebecca will take this. Um, I hope you guys don't mind. So, you know how Rob Zombie brings back people and shit like that? Yeah. My wife asked me last week, Name a couple people that, you know, you would bring back, okay? So I thought of some cool people, and um, she thought of some cool people. Who are some people that you would bring back that no one's used? Or maybe that, like, that wasn't in a horror film or something that maybe you think would be in a good horror film. Who, who, who's someone that you would use with? Uh, you mean, like, uh, people, like, uh, old actors that... He's Rob Zombie's, like, okay, like Terry from Three's Company was in Devil's Rejects. Didn't see that coming. Right. Jeffrey Lewis from <laughs> Double Impact. There's two You're right, days. God. I mean, yeah. When you work, I, like, he digs some people up. He really does. But he, but it's because he sees something in them mm -hmm. that, for some reason, people were overlooking and wants mm -hmm. to put them in a feature mm -hmm. film. Um, PJ Souls. PJ yep. Souls, man. Like he's used her a few times. If I was to choose somebody, it would be Norm Peterson or George Wink, if he was still alive. Uh, I think he's incredible, especially if it had a tongue-in-cheek feel to a horror movie. And he came in to order a beer and did like a fucking one-liner Norm thing from Cheers and shit, and then just got like, like that'd be killer, right? Like a like nod to that. Uh, that'd what be about cool. You? That'd be cool. Yeah. Who are you? What about you? What about you? What about you, Jack? Honestly, go, go to her. I can't think of anybody. You can't right think of anybody? I'm horrible with names though, so I'm trying to like picture faces. So yeah, what, we agreed on um, like James Remar. I know I had a few dug up too. I was like, you know, I can't even remember. James Remar was like one of my favorites. I, I, I told you somebody else, but I can't even remember. Oh, I went, he looks, still looks incredible. I went Vincent Van Patten from Hell Night back, man. Oh, no. Nice. Okay. Oh, my God. And he still looks incredible. He's, you know, and he looks the same. And then also, you know, man, I know he gets a bad rap and I know he looks like a not trying to make fun of him or anything, but he looks like like a like someone did him up as a horror character in um, Lost Highway. But fucking Robert Blake, man, yeah. 
Robert Blake seems like he could play an older type cowboy or something. You know what I mean? So you know, sort of like how how Rob Zombie has used other people. Yeah. You know, I talked to Ken Forhey. I didn't. He. I asked him when I got to meet him. I asked him about the Wanders. He was in the Wanders. Most people don't know that, you know. He's in the fight scene with the Ducky Boys. Remember, the dad's like, "Are these friends of yours?" And they get in that big fight. But when I talked to him, my movie, my first movie was called Grave School, like Grade School, Grave School, and he was all about it. But yeah, man, at first I was thinking of Ken Forey, but a lot of these people got used. But I'm, but I like, I'm trying to think of actors that. The guy from Hell Knight was he the one that was also in Friday the Thirteenth Four? Oh no, you you know who's in um um. Um, that guy is, um, he's a, um, teenage heartthrob. He's real good looking, black hair. What is his name? Vincent Van Pan's the, 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 um, the blonde haired dude. The oh, the surfer that, dude? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's him. some waves. Man. Yeah. yeah. A... No, hey, I'd be cool to bring him. Yeah. He's he was cool. great in Hell Night. And that's one of, that's another one of my Peter Barton. Movies. Peter Barton. That's who you're talking about. Peter, Peter Barton. Barton. Peter he was Barton. also in like some, yeah, like romantic comedies and stuff in the mm-hmm. 80s. He was like, you know bunch of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Deborah Foreman. Mm-hmm. Bring her back. Too. Valley Girl, is that Deborah Valley Foreman? Girl, yeah. April Fool's Day, mm-hmm. fucking, where has she been? April Fool's Day, I was going to say, um, that's a Fred Walton film, too. Yeah. 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 Make like, sure you guys watch, though, um, oh, what's it called again? The Rosary Murders, man. Oh, I'm actually going to type that in right now because I already forgot the name. Oh, my God, dude. Rosary Murders is incredible. Um, here, I'll show you a pic real quick at James Bells, even though, and we'll keep it talking. Um, so, yeah, as far as James Bell, I was going to say this is Rebecca. This is the makeup he actually put on her. Doesn't she look like the incredible melting woman <laughs> instead of the man? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, James, man, um, I was going to say, um, I, I hope I can get more out of him. He likes us, and he likes working with us, and money talks, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I hope um, I hope that I can um, – oh, so here's the evil 1%. Tim always does a digital one and then a, a, a like a um, hand-drawn one. There's the evil 1% trailer, oh. or the one sheet. I remember seeing that. You remember oh, seeing that yeah. one? I'll make you guys one and give you a copy. Sick. Um, I like the tagline. They drove straight to hell, and then a hundred miles an hour back. <laughs> um, but I want to show you guys real quick here this um, James Bell here. Hold on one second. Doing. Hold on, real quick. So another thing like that ending. You know, I wanted to end it like Death Weekend, where she just gets in the car. Spoiler alert, everybody. Um, but I I felt like that's another one we had to go shoot where I come in at, at the end. I just thought I had to, you know, do that scene. You know what I mean? And James Bell did min, minimal makeup on that one. And um, what I'm getting at is is um, I thought, what the fuck? Like, I, you know, I feel like we're going to need more makeup. I didn't say anything because he is the main character. But my point is, is that uh, he, um, I really wanted that kind of like burnt, um, even though I didn't get burnt, I wanted that, um, uh, what's his name, um, from Near Dark, Phil Paxton's thing, you know? Oh, yeah, But yeah. He, he just, like, does it, you know what I mean? Here is pictures I'll show you. So here is, so there's James doing Rebecca's butt there. You, you know, you can't, it's not, you know what I mean? And, like, just, like, nothing, um, there's Rebecca smiling, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, yeah, just, he just, you know, going to his, have you guys ever been to his place? Yeah, yep. Okay, you've been there? Cool. I was going to say... Um, Pretty sure he lives in the same spot. Yeah, he lives in the same spot. Um, 
See, I wanted to post those before the film, but like I said with Tim, I didn't want to. I wanted people to be surprised. You know what I mean? That's a good picture, dude. Yeah, I love Cod. I was gonna say, um, but anyways, as far as with um, James, um, what was I gonna tell you guys? It was crazy. Um, on the, um, oh, to get back, I that's James. Tell me what I was gonna say. Like I had some people come at me, and they were like, "Yeah, man, you know." Um, um, you know, oh man, you should have shot at SOV, you know, or oh, you know, it's it's not on film, you know, dude. I started, you know, when I went to college, I started on the fucking Ed Sullivan cameras you sit on. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. And um, my wife's done film before. I've done film before. You know, mess around with eight and sixteen and stuff like that. But I mean, I've never shot, you know, like a movie or anything on it. But I was gonna say, I feel like there's nothing wrong with technology. I like the way the 4K turned out on this. Absolutely. Me too. I think it was good. I honestly, I think a lot of it also has to do with um, the way uh, Mark lit it. Mm-hmm. Like that really plays into that. Yeah. Because it still gives it that that feel, that old like uh, kind of like you said, like the way they did Rob Zombie did the monsters, the way he lit it up. It kind of gives it that that old like horror type feel mm-hmm. and it plays with that 4K actually really mm-hmm. fucking well. Mm-hmm. God, you know, are you guys big Bob Clark fans? Bob oh, yeah, Clark, yeah, Black oh yeah. Dude, Black Christmas Death Dream is so cool. You know, I feel like Ilan Ormsby doesn't get the credit he deserves. You know what I mean? He taught Tom Sabani a lot. You know what I mean? He did. He was, um, what was his name? And if, if the show's over and I'm still talking, let me know. What are we at right now? Two hours? I have no idea. I see you looking at me, though. No, shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> let him ask some questions, man. <laughs> All right, ask some questions. Well, let's go back to Ilan Ormsby. Are you guys familiar with them at all or no? Uh, no, who's uh? Alan Ormsby's cool as fuck. He um. Oh, he did Black Christmas as well, right? Yeah, no, actually, you know what's funny? You know what's crazy? He did um. He wrote and did the special effects, makeup, and and um plays um um and children um shouldn't play with that things. So he's the director. Okay. Gotcha. But then he went and did um. Everybody's like, oh, it's Tom Savini's um first film, but he actually did the special effects and showed Tom Savini, which was Death Dream. And when he did mm-hmm. Death Dream with Compass Films, um, that's when, um, what's his name, separated from Bob Clark, and Bob Clark did uh, Black Christmas. Gotcha. But, and then he went on to do Shockwaves, and he also did, um, he also did Cat People, and he also did Popcorn, too, which is pretty yeah. cool. Oh, fuck, oh, that is, he is a director of Popcorn. Yeah, yeah. Dude. It's cool. Shockwaves. Shockwaves. So, God, what do you guys think of Shockwaves? Oh, amazing. Amazing Classic. movie. Yeah, that's... About as good as it gets. Like up until like two weeks ago, I had a shockwave poster hanging up over yeah. there. We got one. We got them. I got that. Was I have that? And then um, from when I was a kid, I have Phantasm, Shockwaves, and Vampire Circus. Them are the three originals I still have yeah. from when I was a thing. Nice. But I like how Shockwaves doesn't have any of the humor that some of the '80s horror movies have. I like how it just stays dark. And I like just how it just is right to the point. You know what I mean? It's a very yeah. uh, melancholy feel throughout the movie, and it's kind of a slow burn. But for that, for the zombie kind of undead coming, and just the visuals of them coming out of the water, and just like the, it's incredible. just them walking in the water. Everything, it's great. Yeah. Would they have weights in their thing? Like, I mean, really? I mean, that they had no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. I mean, unless they can hold their breath like a motherfucker. I didn't see any tanks on them. I mean, really, that, that makeup is what you call it. And that, 
is what we wanted Rob's makeup on at the end, you know, Rob? Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of like Omega Man too, Rob. You know how he has the afro. afro. I love that movie, Omega Man. No one ever really references that movie. Have you ever seen that? No. There are no phones ringing. It's a um, Charlton Heston movie where um, you've seen it, right? It's uh, It was basically a version of... Um, I Am Legend. Yeah, I Legend. Oh, one of the... There was like one three the, or four of them. Yeah. There was one back in like the 50s or 60s. Yeah, that's Which, Vincent Price's one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then there was the one... Oh, Mega Man was this, 70s? Yeah, Mega Man was 71 or 70. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then there was one in uh, there's four of them, right? All together. And Will Smith was in the newest one. Right? Yeah, Will Smith was in like twenty tens or early two thousands. Like yeah. yeah, I got you. I, I, I Omega Man was a, a spin on the uh, cool movie, man. Yeah, fucking cool movie. Fucking awesome. You know what's weird about Will Smith, man? Not to get all into the whole Hollywood thing, but it is worth talking about. You know, I I knew they were gonna spin his shit in a, in some weird way, but I didn't know how they were gonna spin it. They fucking really spin what he did really good. They put a good spin on it. Because, I mean, what he did, I mean, who just walks up and just, you know, punches a little, smacks a little guy in front of everybody? You know what I mean? It's like, come on, dude. But there's this guy, um, um, Nicky Barnes. He was, like, the biggest heroin dealer in the 70s. Okay. And um, he really fucked up. He's a real big, muscular dude. Really fucking cool, too. You know what I mean? Just a cool dude. But he... Um, he fucked up because the um, New York Times ended up, um, excuse me, um, they ended up, um, they wrote him and they said, yo, we're going to do an article about you on the New York Times and you're going to be on the cover. And they said, you can choose, if, if, if you give us the interview, we'll spin it your way and just put exactly what you say in there. And you can dress the way you want the cover, but if you don't, we're just going to, like, we're going to really put out what you do. You know what I mean? Dude. He fucking is what his girlfriend like gave him this American flag like tie and on the front, you know, he's real muscular. It says Mr. Untouchable, right? That's what he goes by now. <laughs> Dude, immediately, let's just say that that put him in prison forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um they like um really fucked over his girlfriend. They ended up um doing her in and shooting her in a um diner. But my point is he just got out of prison, and um, he keeps his identity, um, whatchamacallit, and he um, runs like a Kroger or something, right? Dude, I look a fucking like, couple weeks ago on the paper. Will Smith is playing him, and they're already shooting, and he just looks exactly like him. And, yeah, so what I'm getting at is, you know, Will Smith's Mr. Good Guy, but now they're like, well, you can play this gangster, horrible heroin dealer, you know what I'm saying? And people will like you again, you know? And they, and they really did a good job by doing that. Like, he looks like the character, and it's weird how they spin shit like that. You know what that's I mean? Cool. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. You know, well, so. Any movies coming out that other than Let Us In that we should know about, or what? Um, I think new-wise, uh, nothing I can really think of. Everything else is pretty much out. All the new ones for, like, this year, anyway. Yeah. Did you watch the new Hellraiser? No, I heard it's yeah. supposed to be. Is it? Should, I it's pretty decent. On Hulu, it's on there. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Hey, what? You know, I didn't look it up. Did that guy who did Hobo with the shotgun? I remember seeing his Roid Rage trailer. Did he ever make another movie or no? I, I want to say he did, but I can't remember what it was. I thought he made another one. What was the one he did before that? He had Hobo with the Shotgun, and then I don't know what he I think Hobo with the Shotgun was his first one. Like one, like, the way that movie got made, it was on that, I think it was on that Greenlight Project show. I think. Was Greenlight Oh, no, that was Feast. I think that was Greenlight Project. There was a show called, like, Greenlight Project, like, Matt Damon and somebody else. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
That it would be even, people like competing and like if your project got to the end, you'd be basically milk, making like a trailer or a movie like on set and competing with a contestant. And if you won, they funded your movie and cool. made your movie. And I think the movie Feast. Yeah, Feast. That guy won the thing. Yeah. And there's what two sequels to that one? It's like four. Yeah, he's like good. Yeah, four sequels. Feast. I haven't seen it. Yeah. But I think it was a shotgun. It was something. It was a trailer. Ended up. So it started as an idea just from a trailer. Yeah, and I think that was and the first thing he did. Like film out of it. Pretty sure that was the first thing he did. Also, Rutger Howard. Wrong. Whoever had the idea to bring him back yeah. from fucking. The Hitcher and Blind Fury. It was fucking oh. his idea. They were like, who would you want to do to play it? Who would you want if you could have anybody? And uh, he who was like, think Rutger Howard. He was like, I never thought, he's like, I never thought they would get it. It's just that's who I would want. Nighthawks. Like, Night. A couple weeks later, Night they're Hawks. like, hey, man, we got him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and who would I bring back? I don't think he, I think he passed away maybe three years ago, but Terry O'Quinn from the Stepfather movies. Oh, oh my man, man. That guy was a fucking freak. And he was also in Blind Fury uh, with Rutger Howard. Oh man, I forgot all yeah, about that. Yeah, he was a great fuck, dude. Think about how menacing his character was in the first two Stepfather movies. I mean, you can't—he was just a regular blue, white collar guy, whatever. But he was scary as fuck. Like, that's uh, to me. I don't know. Can we bring Jackson from Bloodsport back? I feel like he needs to be. Yeah, Revenge back. of the Nerds. <laughs> fucking yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, Donald Gibb. Yeah, hey, bring him yeah. back. Where's he at? They got a revenge of the. the um, I think he has a horror movie um, in the eighties called um, um, "I Saw What You Did" or whatever. It's like kind of like um, it's just about it's it's kind of like a low budget made for TV where um, these girls call they call him like just randomly in the phone book and they say we we saw what you did but he like keeps calling him back the revenge of the nerd guy and then he tries killing him. And that's Robert Carradine. Robert Carradine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm wrong on that. Wrong on that. That was not Donald Gibb. Not Donald Gibb. But I like Robert Carradine, too. Yeah. Robert Carradine. Dude, man. David Carradine. Every Wednesday, WGN Kung Fu, the legend continues. This was long before Kill Bill. And uh, Lone Wolf McQuaid, fucking what is the Oh my god, there, dude. dude? Oh, you want to talk outlaw, dude? Uh, dude, uh. come on, man. Chuck Norris was the outlaw. I like how he's always slamming a beer throughout the movie and just like throwing I like it. when his girlfriend throws his beer out and he takes uh. it out of the trash. Like, if I'm going to fucking drink beer in my house, like, still wearing the shield, still got the badge and shit. He wears the same clothes every day and he fucking wrecks homeboy again with the broken whiskey bottle, dude. Oh, Lone Wolf god. McQuaid, you want it. You dude, want it in your life. Also, Silent Rage. Dude, I mean, Silent uh, Rage is one of my favorite. Um, me too. Oh my god, dude, it's a fucking name. horror film, dude. Oh, dude, Silent Rage. It's a slasher crazy. film with Chuck Norris and the guy from. Uh, he was uh, whoever the villain was in that was in a bunch of movies in the eighties. Dude, I, I you know and of course you know our our government fails us. Um, you know, he calls in the morning, you know, that killer. I feel bad in the morning. I can't take it anymore. You know, which leads oh, me yeah. to think, you know what movie's very similar to that is Rampage, man. William Friedkin's Rampage. Never seen that. Actually, yeah. I don't think I've seen it either. Uh, you know what, man? Um, William Friedkin, I mean, it's dude, gotta be good. Oh, it's real good. I saw that at the theater, too, and I was going to say that William Friedkin... Um, you know, like after to live and die in L.A., I love that movie so much too. You know, but um, they really gave him shit for that um, for Rampage, and um, you know who's the main character in it is um, the killer is um, 
Oh, he's just fucking incredible. The guy, the bartender of um, um, at uh, Studio 54. Who's the guy that I love whose son just got kidnapped and killed? What is his name? Oh, my God. You know I love him. That's one guy that I would love to bring back. Well, anyways, he's the killer in Rampage. And um, here awesome. you go. Thanks, man. I'm going to give you the little three-pack here. Oh, shit. Let's uh, see how this one. It's right. Here's your little bag. Um. Um, oh, that is man. one guy I wanted to bring back. I cannot remember his name. But anyways, he um, is the main character in the original Heat. Do you ever know they made Michael Mann did an original Heat? Have you seen it? i only seen the 95 one. Yeah. Oh, dude, this one is just hardcore. But he's the main character. He plays Robert De Niro's um, character, this guy I'm talking about. And Michael Mann directed it. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, and, he, nice. and he shot it in 18 days. It's amazing. It's really violent. But it's um, then he just got more money and decided to redo it. You know what I mean? So, um, but there was a guy in Rampage, um, Michael Bean plays the character. Oh, Michael Bean, dude. Or Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese, We were just talking about how Kyle Reese not only (laughs) got... Here's your bag, too. Keep him in the three-pack if you want. Kyle Reese scored with Linda Hamilton wearing a homeless man's pants, but he also (laughs) showed you how to French roll them. Yeah. In uh, the first Does Terminator, which French is rule on those pretty boys. incredible, yeah. And Aliens. And, uh, man, I appreciate being on the show. Oh, well, we're glad to have you. I can yeah, talk absolutely. forever and ever and ever. So, I, I, sorry it wasn't as interesting to ask you. I, I haven't listened to it yet, but Rebecca was listening was really to it when good. I was in the room. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, I loved it. I love it. I'm like, these guys oh, can here, talk forever. Um, I was going to say that, um, oh, what else was I going to say? And, uh, um, uh, the movie tip. There was something I was going to say uh, real quick. Um, well, yeah, for everybody that's listening, man, check out that new Acid Witch album. And um, thanks for letting us on um, Bird Offerings Podcast. I'm Anthony E. Moran, the director of this movie, Let Us In. And who are you? I'm Rebecca Solano. All right. Thanks for being here. Thank oh, you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for coming us. on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I could talk to you guys for hours and hours, man. So I love the show, man. Thanks so much, Jared. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you guys for coming on, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Let them get. It's um, the premieres at UFO. Doors are at eight. The show is at night. Yeah, exactly. You guys can make it out there. Do it up, man. Saturday the fifteenth, UFO Factory, Detroit. Absolutely, it's worth it. Premiere. We'll catch you guys next time. Oh, thank you for letting us on, guys. Yeah, see you guys. See you. Yeah, thank you.